welcome everyone to another episode of Weekly Games Chat. I'm your host, Chris, as always, joined by my co-host, Sean. Hello, how's everybody doing? And John. Good afternoon. Yeah, or morning. afternoon. Well, for us. You know, it's all possible, not Good morning, good afternoon, and good evening. I don't think we have to keep that. We don't have to keep that secretive. Well, we record in the (laughs) afternoon, but for them, Chris, is what I'm saying. You stupid, stupid person. (laughs) Your time of day doesn't matter when you listen. Just imagine Listeners, just that you listen. Yeah, thank you. Hey, thank you. Yeah. Next. (laughs) Next. On to the next one. (laughs) Mm -hmm. Wait, what? (laughs) Um, Oh, that's a whole other song. Uh, Did you guys have a good week? Uh, looking back, it was, it was pretty, uh, pretty nice. Uh, I had, I had an amazing, uh, weekend. Okay. (laughs) I had one of those, uh, one of those occasions where it's magical and it's hard to explain, but I was very thankful to be a part of it. And, Mm -hmm. uh, I also, uh, spent a lot of money on like clothes and stuff that I needed. Oh yeah. So I did, I did some shopping. Got some old Dockers and some Stafford <laughs> some, shirts. Some dad jeans and new balances. No shout out to the people who wear those. That's on you. Excuse Not me, me, sir. Sir, sir. I, I'm sir, you're legally parked, sir. Are you, are you wearing dad I'm jeans? Wearing, <laughs> I'm wearing Levi's and new balance shoes right now. Just imagine and, you my, and my shirt is Roundtree and Yorkie from hey, Dillard's. That's one of those. Uh, that's a infamous shirt at this point. That he claims he does not iron it, people. If you're a first time listener. It's unbelievable how ironed this shirt is to be not ironed. Like, he's been wearing this shirt probably for two years now, and <laughs> yeah. I can see the crease clear as day, right? I'm yeah. staring it's at it. It's called a factory crease. That's yeah. I, I buy shirts with factory creases, John. And they go they do away. Not yes, last. They, yeah. they, I buy shirts that say guaranteed wrinkle-free, <laughs> and when I buy it, it's wrinkled. You know what I'm saying? Like, it's just, <laughs> when you buy it, it's it's just a thing. Yeah. And what happened to the T-shirts? <clears throat> Do you remember uh, years back? It was a ba- it was known as no bacon, bacon collar, right? Oh, the yeah. collar that just just gets just completely destroyed as you wear it, put your head over it back and forth. Yeah. So the the campaigns were like the wrinkle free bacon collar shirts. Yeah. Do you know how hard it is for me to find these shirts? They don't, they don't. I don't know. I've never heard of that kind of shirt. Yeah. They they guaranteed that the shirt would lay flat. That's what it was. Lay flat collar. Hey man, gotta use that downy. Well, one lay flat. Yeah, we uh we use all those things. Two, I do have a massive head that I understand stretches shirts out. I get it. <laughs> Let the record show. Also on top of my shoulders. <laughs> <laughs> Richard joke. That's good. First two and a three minutes into the but show. But you do have a big old tater. Yeah, I do. It's probably fine. And your head's big too. But it's hey, no no no. <laughs> if See, it's we that, can do it all day, if folks. It's that big. Uh huh. At least it's that beautiful. That's what she said. You Ooh. have a beautiful face and head. Yeah. What? What? <laughs> Man juice. <laughs> Fun juice. Butter of a certain type. <clears throat> oh, butteries. But yeah, um, I didn't really. I wanted to go see uh, How to Train Your Dragon. Oh, yeah, I was hoping. Yeah. yeah, I thought that got excellent reviews. I was trying to, and I tried to go see. Um, what's Speaking called? Speaking of man juice. <laughs> I tried to go see uh, John. If I smell that, I'm coming across the table. <laughs> fighting, uh, fighting in the family, or whatever it's called. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but I didn't get to go see either. Mm-mm. John, the show ends because one of us <laughs> fight to the death. If I smell that, <laughs> oh man, I'm going go- to breathe. Up. I'm going to breathe as normal, Chris. Yeah, okay. I want to see fighting for my fighting with my family as well. Mm-hmm. I did not realize Stephen Merchant wrote that. 
And once I did, I was Who's like, that? I don't, I don't know. He who is <laughs> Stephen Merchant. Okay. Did you see Logan? Yes. Yeah. Remember the albino guy? Yes. That's Stephen That's Merchant. racist. But more importantly, <laughs> where people probably know him more from as far as achievement. That's helping. He, uh, he, what you call it? He, he is the co-creator of The Office with Ricky Gervais. Okay. So the English version. So the inferior mm. version. Uh, the better <laughs> version. No. I mean, he's also co-creator technically Ricky of the Ger- U.S. Office. Ricky so. Gervais is funnier than Steve Carell. Uh, negative, sir. Uh, yeah. He's also in Portal. He was great in Portal. Ricky Gervais loves the animals. Or Portal too. So you should like Ricky Gervais too, John, because you love the animals. Mm-hmm. Um, Prison Mike. Enough said. <laughs> like, Ricky Gervais will go to war for people who, like, hunt and for no reason kill animals and stuff like that. He's pretty big on that stuff. Yeah. In defense of it? No, he's like, don't do it. Oh. It's bad. Don't kill animals? Well, you have to just follow him. And he takes really funny selfies on Instagram. Oh. His, yeah. <laughs> the bathtub ones yes. are classic. They're nice. the great. Nice. Yeah. You don't see Steve, Steve Carell do anything but Pepsi ads about, mm-hmm. oh, just a Pepsi? Okay. <laughs> okay. Kind of me. <laughs> did you, um, did you watch? I know he did. The Oscars? Yeah. No. Always. No. Also watched, uh, Stars Born finally. I kind of want to see that. I, 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 I cannot lie. <laughs> I like big butts and I cannot lie. Bradley I, Cooper's uh, dreamy. He, well, who knew he could sing, right? I mean, I could Chris tell did watch the moment Chris I did. saw him as soon as I, in Wedding Crashers, I knew that man could bolt out. As of, soon as I saw the soundtrack and I saw they actually said Lady Gaga and Bradley Cooper on the song, I was like, man, this dude can just do everything. He apparently awesome. can direct. He's funny. He's, you know, he can be an action star. He's a freaking raccoon at times. He can be an action star? Yes. Or was he an action? And I forgot. American, well, I mean, sniper, American Sniper, kind of, I guess yeah. you could call that a... Correction, also, from last week. I was wrong. I thought Bradley Cooper won. He won the Golden Globe. He did not win uh, the Oscar for Best Actor. So when I was making my picks of who I wanted to win, after watching that movie, he was the one who I was rooting for, even though I was 90% certain he wasn't going to win. But just... Who won wanted, Best Actor, Chris? It just wasn't our year. <laughs> Rami uh, Malek won for oh, Freddie Mercury. see how much he loves that? He loves that Rami Malek won. Uh, I don't think he has a problem with it. I think he has a problem with the movie overall. Yeah. You're speaking for Chris now? I watched both those. <laughs> Somebody's got to. <laughs> I watched both Somebody's those movies to. within a week, and I felt one was much more a better take on music and, and like a part of music that I definitely think is very real uh, than than the other. Like, because, you know, like every that's what makes Star is Born. Star is Born has been done like three times now, three or four times. And every time you, uh, <laughs> there's a 30s version too, but then like the one that is adapted, yes, you're right, has been there's done been three times. versions, yeah, of the one script that everyone does. Uh, but anyways, <laughs> it's I true. I don't understand why that was so. <laughs> it's just, can it be funny to me? Write a letter. <laughs> anyways, uh, but it, it always rings true because that story is something that is very true with artists and in music and it always repeats itself not so much like the walking into a bar and randomly finding the greatest you know up-and-coming singer but more so the other side the bradley cooper side the guy who is on the burnout side of it and has issues and obviously is a artist to get 
to channel those issues. You know, that's Kurt Cobain. That's Amy Winehouse. That's all those people. There's so many you can think of through the years, unfortunately, but it's no different here. And it's very powerful. I was like, man, what he's playing on that stage and especially the type of music, I was like, I could think of five singers that sound who are exactly like that. So did you just tell me years. without telling me the end of the movie? Have you never seen a Star is Born? No. Oh. Well, Bradley I'll let you. I'll if let Bradley you Cooper out. dies, I'm killed. I'm um, out. <laughs> the, well, I got bad news. For I, you, did, I did not watch. <laughs> I did not watch the Oscars. Uh huh. But uh, I did watch the clip of their performance, and it was uh, man. It was nice. What is it? A, a CNN anchor. I don't remember who it was. Uh, not to steal his comment. I got pregnant watching it. I mean, it was sexy. Yes. Yeah, <laughs> Andy Cohen. It's yeah. like the the and then Twitter blows up and goes. <laughs> Twitter blows up and goes, you uh, you cannot tell me those those two are not, you know, yeah. f bomb. Which I each find other. completely yeah, uninteresting. You, if you're expected to act in a movie, you, yeah, have got, you, you can you can act on stage. Yeah. <laughs> it's it's like, this is, I didn't this understand it because like, do you not know anything about Lady Gaga? It's like she's so. Oh, like I said Gaga. No, like she's. Well, I so, heard she has a poker face. She's so committed. Like anytime you watch her live, I mean, whether it was the Super Bowl or just a couple of weeks ago, she did this song at the Grammys and she kind of did like a David Bowie glam. Yeah, performance. she commits. She commits. Yeah. Yes. So like if she's getting up there, she doesn't care that it's Bradley Cooper standing in front of her. She knows she is doing a love song mm-hmm. basically in front of someone, you know, and yeah. she is channeling the character I, from the movie. Yeah. That is I, all I, she cared about. Yeah, but she also knows it's Bradley Cooper. Yeah. Chris. Mm-hmm. But like, and then like, they're like his poor, his poor, poor girlfriend. I'm like, he dates a supermodel. Yeah. He's, she, he's she's confident. She feels like, good. I think on the red carpet, wasn't she like holding on to him? Yeah. Yeah. She was like, yeah, just so you know. She was this like, this is my Richard. Yeah. <laughs> was there night. any, um, was there any surprises for you as far as like um, awards? Oh, like you didn't see that coming? Um, as far as, Good surprises. Yeah, Olivia Coleman winning. I was rooting for that. And then for um, those who don't know who's Olivia Coleman and what, what she is was, that? Uh, she was Tootie in the Facts of Life. Yeah. No, Facts yeah. of Life? But what movie no. was, was this? Uh, she will. Uh, is it's that called not the, true? Yeah, that's not true. She's, she's British. Here we go. Um, <laughs> oh, wait. No, she's not. Yes, she is. She's about to be the queen. <laughs> Literally. Oh, then we're talking about somebody different. Yeah, yeah. Um, the Queen she, of England? Yeah, she's about to take over the ro- the role. You know, they're switching on the on the crown uh-huh. for Netflix. They're switching over. She's about to take oh, over the queen. The crown. Yeah. Um, the crown. But because uh, oh, Glenn Close was supposed to win. And yes, there, that, a, there, that was the big one. There's a nice uh, little video about how she was so close and she doesn't even want it. It was pretty funny because mm-hmm. she's she's Glenn Close, so she's always been so close <laughs> to winning. That's funny. Uh, but she was in a movie called The Favorite, which is that was probably my second favorite of the of everything that was nominated on that list. I was like, if this doesn't win, that would be my second pick. You watched the movie called the favorite this year. Mm-hmm. It was very good. It's amazing. And he's so pretentious with well, this stuff. Well, it's just like, <laughs> I lived in the same world during the same time frame as Chris. You never heard of this film. <laughs> never. I and know. I know it's a thing. I mean, it, yeah. that's one of your things. I get it. Yeah. I seek out this stuff. Yeah. So, you know, I like this, this dude did a movie two years ago. That was weird as heck called the lobster. And I really liked that, so that was why I went to go watch this one. Again, she's in that. Chris too. watched the movie called The Lobster, the, the movie that won Best <laughs> it's, Picture it's last so year. Nobody heard of really. Which one? Last was year was Shape of Water. Never mind. Everybody heard that one. I'm thinking of. I one. don't know that they did up to the Oscars, John. 
Well, it made about hmm? sixty million. I don't know. If they thought it was. It was, it was more of like there was Shape of Water, and then no one knew any of the art films on there, which right. is why the ratings were so terrible last year. Hmm. Like everyone always talks about ratings with Oscars. I'm like, it's it's not rocket science. Well, they put a they put a Marvel movie in there. Yeah. If you put big movies, some say just for ratings. If you put big <laughs> movies and you put a big song performance in the Oscars, people will usually tune in because they want to see those things, yeah, right? Yeah, yeah. What's the highest? Just just take a guess here. What's the highest rated Oscar telecast ever? It's not that hard to figure out. Uh, I am drawing the one with Titanic call? one. Yes. Why? Oh, because pretty good. Because John. Yeah. My mind was blank. Why? Because <laughs> and that night you got Titanic, which was sweeping everything. And then you have the performance at that time. Because remember. Yeah. Uh, shut down. Shut down. We can't afford that. We cannot afford to leave. Do not censor me or police my speech. <laughs> but um, but anyways. I'll never let go, Jack. <laughs> like that song was number one in the world at the time. So like it was it was like something like 55 million people watched that telecast. And another huge one, of course, is Lord of the Rings. Like all those years, Lord of the Rings was nominated. They did well. And it's because yeah. of that. Yeah. They had the perfect comma this oh. year. I, uh, <laughs> what was I going to say? You lost it. No, it's it's there. Come on, Sean. You can do it. You got it, buddy. Do it for the show. For the show. Um, yeah. No. Yeah. I'm sorry. Agreed. <laughs> yeah. I'm trying. Okay. Let's, let's just move on. Cause I'm uh, apparently blank head. Hey, good tonight. <laughs> anyway. <laughs> I won't talk about the winner of Best Picture. You, you we don't want to go down that route. You weren't happy about that? No, but I wasn't surprised. Were but you disappointed? Were you upset about it? I was disappointed in the Academy. Not so much for picking that movie, but for what it more so meant. Cool. That but isn't, it, isn't, isn't the way it kind of works is when you have... Look, I don't mean to suggest that Rocky wasn't the Best Picture of 1976. Because it, it was... <laughs> But let's just take that as a as a example. When you have that high caliber of films, Network, Taxi yeah. Driver, All the President's Men, all that stuff, you split the vote so divisively. That wasn't that though what it happened. It becomes voting. It, it's a voting ballot, right? Yeah. No, that's not the reason why what happened happened though. Like I get what you're saying, and that does happen. That has definitely happened in the past. We've seen so it. So you're saying it's not what happened this year, or that's no. not what happened in '76? No, in '76, yeah, you're probably right. Okay. It was probably one of those things where you had a bunch of people voting for Network and a bunch of people voting for All the President's sure. Men, and then you have a quiet people who just go like, "Look, I really like Rocky. Rocky's a fun movie. You know, it's uplifting. It's mm -hmm. it's heartwarming, and, and you know, there'll be plenty of people to vote for those other things, but." This is what Green I like, books. right? So what happened this year? This year was basically Roma was by far the favorite, right? Mm -hmm. Like if you go and you look at critics' choices and everything, mm -hmm. that thing is considered a masterpiece. Sure. And what happened, and it was admitted by many voters, was basically they didn't want to vote. While they were fine with honoring him for best director and best cinematography and all these other things, right, individual achievement, they had a big problem with voting for it for best picture because Netflix put that movie in theaters for a total of like two days and then review released it straight to Netflix for its list or its viewership. Mm -hmm. And there, like there was one person who anonymously said, said like, look, two years ago, I voted for moonlight to encourage people to go to the theater. You know, this is not doing that. If I vote for this, this then I'm voting for the opposite thing. So they wouldn't, vote for it so then you start to go like well what are you voting for then if that's not going to get the votes 
you're going to have a small group of people who still don't care. They're going to vote for Roma, right? Let me let me just stop mm. you there for a second. You're sure. saying that the reason Green Book won is because people rejected the Netflix film? Yes, basically. But you still had so many high caliber films in that category. Sure. Um, I mean, and, the suggestion that they didn't get split. Yeah. So they went for something that's very traditional to them. Okay. Like that's the kind of thing that the Academy likes. It's a lot easier for them to pick green book than it is a Spike Lee fan film. And is it fair? Um, I mean, that's a different debate, right? But sure. Uh, yeah, it, it's just the facts. It, it's the way it's always been. And maybe things are changing. Maybe this will kind of make them go like, uh, we we were, you know, to their credit, they did a lot of things this year that I think impressed a lot of people in terms of saying like, okay, yeah, we don't have a problem voting this as a winner. now. There was some controversy um, so, on the Twitter about the winning. Let me yeah. tell you that much. Yeah. It's, uh, I mean, it's not the first time a, the weaker film gets the, gets the award and it no. won't be the last. No. I mean, it, and you know, it's, it's all subjective, I suppose. It's it's got a eighty percent Rotten Tomato score and a sixty nine Metacritic, and a sixty nine yeah. Metacritic isn't horrible no. at all. It's a good film, you know, by John, critical by critical standards. That's one hmm. point from a seventy. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Which is what we gave Resident Evil t- <laughs> <laughs> and Kingdom Hearts, right? <laughs> Which is Kingdom hilarity. Hawks. I did. Um, I don't remember if I mentioned last week that I speaking of Netflix that I yeah. started watching Umbrella Corporation. Mm-hmm. Did you finish um, it? I didn't finish it because the first episode put me to sleep. Oh. Um, which then I go to work the next day and I talk to people and they're like, <laughs> several people are like, you got to give it a chance, right? Yeah. It's, it's, it starts slow, but it picks up. So um, I did. And now I'm like on it's episode. Like, now. Like, is, is you enjoying it? Yeah. Cool. It's good stuff. I'm watching um, I Am The Night. Umbrella right Academy or Corporation? A corporation, I believe. That sounds familiar. Uh, it's about the Black Dahlia murder, okay. oh, or yeah. at least it's about the family that is uh, who's who, whose patriarch, as we say, is most likely suspected for the murder of the Black Dahlia. In okay. fact, congruently, I'm listening to the podcast um, Root of Evil, which is also about the is the Hodel family, Doctor James, Doctor Something Hodel was a prominent uh, physician in Los Angeles at the time that the Black Dahlia was killed and and um, he was he's highly suspected of committing that crime as well as other crimes. In fact, his son Steve Hodel became a police detective hmm. and later in life um, has written a couple of books about how his dad was actually the murderer. Oh, it's, fa- it's fascinating stuff. It's the one it's it's based it's from um, Wonder Woman director who was uh, Patty Duke, Patty, Patty, Patty Jenkins, Patty Jenkins, yeah, and Chris Pine's in it. Oh, so I mean, it's pretty solid. Chris Pine, it's pretty solid. I like Chris Pine. Yeah, he's good. Um, the other thing with the Oscars, like trailers, mm-hmm. there was a lot of things that in- intrigued me. There was like there was a trailer for Lion King. Finally, they put trailers in the Oscars. Yeah, because they realize there's going to be like 30 million people watching. So they're like, oh, why not? Cool. And it's that's, about, I don't know fun. if you know this, it's about movies. So, you know, it's <laughs> kind of like a target audience. No, right? I just, it's kind of a Game Awards response. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's like, yeah. here's what's coming next. I, it's not much. But World like, premiere. <laughs> <laughs> like they, they had a, the big one, I think, was The Lion King, which okay. was pretty much what you expect. It's pretty, you know, it's that 
tease of recreation from the original. And it did not have the controversies that uh, the, the Aladdin preview had with the genie there. There was none of that. Everyone was just like, all right, that looks like Lion King. Looked pretty good. Uh, but they had that. And then um, Martin Scorsese apparently has a film coming this fall that's got <laughs> called, calming this fall. called uh, Irishman. And it's got De Niro, Pacino, Shut Pesci. Up. Shut uh, up. Pesci's in it? Yeah. Is this a spoof? No, no, I think it's, all it's gonna die. Pesci's in, in it. It's fine. I mean, I guess it's. I love Joe Pesci. Yeah, but no one's gonna live through that movie. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Did you not see what happened the last time Pesci dealt with Irishman? <laughs> uh, yeah. He got thrown into a grave. <laughs> right. <laughs> uh, cool, but man. Yeah, I hope it. I hope that's good. I'm glad the uh, the ratings were up this year for Oscars. That's good. Sure. That's good. good. They they know what they're. <clears throat> what to do if they want higher ratings like i guarantee you like i said if this fall or next year they said like star wars is getting nominated <laughs> marvel's uh end game is getting nominated nominated they have like 30 million people watch right and there especially if like there's some i don't know lemon <clears throat> well musical for disney or frozen 2 comes out and there's like a great song that gets nominated for an award they will get tons of ratings that's just we'll, the way we'll see like I said, the last time I tuned in for him was during one of our uh, friends' mm-hmm. get-togethers, where we do a pool of guess who's going to win. And oh, when yeah, I, I, don't, I don't watch them. No, I you just, don't. I just it's fun. <laughs> <laughs> Boo! It's an acquired taste. Mm, I could oh, say uh, so many things. Yeah, I'm just messing, Chris. Nah, love you, buddy. No, nah, I don't. Nah. If someone says nah. they're not going to watch a four-hour telecast, I'd be like, I do not blame you. <laughs> <laughs> um, you guys, no, that's, that, it's not relevant. Okay. Well, I do that all the time. I literally halted the podcast a minute ago because my thought was there and went away. Well, it, I, you know, I went to see my uncle is from California. He was visiting, um, and I was warned that you might want to come see your uncle Bill this weekend because there's a chance he has to leave. Tuesday because his wife's having a procedure that she's a little concerned about. I'm like, great. So I'll go, I'll I'll just move some things around and I'll go to my parents' house this weekend. So I show up Saturday morning and, um, Hmm. walk into the, uh, walk into the church where my uncle Bill is doing some construction work for them. He said, Hey man, it's good to see you. Got to, got to head back to California now. So I saw him for two hours and that's it. Wasted. Dang, you didn't trip. waste. You didn't waste. Well, I guess not. I, I, Poor I, choice I, of words. I see your point, but Aiden had a had a had a rock climbing event that I day, saw that. and I he missed free, that. He free climbed. He's getting tall. My parents knew he was leaving when he did, and they didn't bother to tell me because I think they just wanted me to come to the house to see them. So selfishly, they had an angle there. So. But you got your revenge because you made your dad watch a ducked in plain sight. <laughs> <did>, oh yeah, <laughs> I did. And my my dad is a uh, is a Baptist preacher. Yeah, he told us. He told us the backstory. <laughs> so he's watching it, and he's every time somebody would say something shocking, which was every two minutes, he'd look at me, <laughs> and, and, and he's like, he's Did almost you stare like, at your dad and is, go, is he punking me or something? Yeah, is this like, real? Is this real? Did he look at you and you, he was like shocked? And did you look at him and go, do you need some relief, Dad? <laughs> did I showed you, him a bunch of. Did you see the um, abducted in plain sight pops? Yeah, 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 yeah. That was uh, the reliever. I want them. <laughs> I want them. Please be real. No, please be a, real. HBO, by the way, is having a documentary, four-part documentary, come out next month on Adnan from uh, Serial. Oh yeah, 
Yeah. I'd watch that. So I was like, are there Ooh. any updates? Uh, I don't know. I haven't, but, I haven't tuned in in a while. Tuned yeah. in in a while. I, I don't think it's with cereal, you know. No, because you're going to have milk. Uh-huh. <sighs> See what I did there? Yeah, I did. <laughs> Well, I will, uh, that's I will, my that's my podcast DJ Horn. I will get your I will get your HBO Go code and uh, watch that. Oh, will you? <laughs> Ooh. Um, when you get it, give it to me. Cool. Yeah, All right, cool. Got it. You're not allowed to have it. Boo. Boo you. <laughs> so this, rumor, this HBO does not go across state lines. <laughs> <laughs> rumor has it we played a game this week. Yeah, that's that's the rumor. What, what we played a game. It, it, well, I guess did you? Yeah, you didn't. I wouldn't have played that game. There was an yeah. idea of me playing a game, and it lasted. Don't till shut about... yourself off to new experiences, Sean. You know what All I mean? Right. Do you well, know what I mean? I'm pulling them down now. Let's do this. <laughs> there was an idea of me uh, of playing a game, and it ended at 11:59 p.m. on Thursday. <laughs> yeah. Of course, I think I saw you fired up last night. I accidentally turned it on. <laughs> <laughs> That's funny. That's funny. That's funny. Uh, well, I don't know if you know this, but so, there was a game that came out this weekend. It's freaking amazing. What's that? Oh, we're not. We're going to talk oh, about okay. that maybe next week, right? Oh. Maybe. So, am I the one just doing most of the talking? <laughs> yeah. Hey, I got perspective. We got okay, some good, things, yeah. and I'll, good, good, good. I'll, I'll probably won't. I didn't. If I didn't compliment you last week, right? I'm complimenting you now because you really do hold a good um, a Richard. Good, you hold my Richard when you ask. You're a good reliever. You you really do pose good questions during our ah, review cool. sometimes. Thank you. Thank you. To keep the conversation going, you think about what the listener might be thinking of. And I don't care about. What let's uh, go good to the point. next segment because I don't like all this praise. Of well, John. let's let's go to the uh, <laughs> the secret recordings of Chris right? when the yes. mics are quote unquote off. Yes. <laughs> That's what you think. You about a size thirteen? Would you? Would you? All right, let's do it. I'd do me. Topic time. 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 The topic is That was ridiculously close to me dropping an F-bomb <laughs> I had no idea you did That's the topic now. Let's talk about how Sean almost, almost dropped an F-bomb <laughs> And does it repeatedly <laughs> Every five seconds of his life Good times. Yeah. You know that thing where you simulate uh, simulate the dropping the f bomb, where you say it, yeah, and then you say the end of it, and, and you like, leave the middle you're out. Like, Dude, you said it. I can't do it. Yeah, don't don't do it. Well, I, I he, would. No, he's. I would get it. I would. He's too I would close. Mess up. That's too close. But you're just. Yeah. I'm not doing it right now. Please. <laughs> no. Do it for me. No. Show it. Anyway, I, I feel the ears of several hundred people. <laughs> Listen, <laughs> several hundred people. <laughs> yeah, just, that would be a weird experience to have. For the, uh, what? Uh, the ears of a hundred people. Ugh, That's like that. uh, hundreds. Go, yeah, hundred. That millions. <laughs> the it, assuming everyone had two ears Sunday. of a hundred people, Chris. Thousands and thousands That's of ears. That would be two hundred. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, um, so what are we playing? Uh, oh yeah, the topic is anthem, Apex Legends. Oh <laughs> no. The topic is Metro Exodus. And just just so I'm sure I'm clear, when do we talk about Far Cry New Dawn? <laughs> Never. Unless you want to talk about it after next. Unless week. you want to make this a combo show. I mean we could we could shell this game if you want, we'll just talk about Anthem. <laughs> We're kidding. We're kidding. And uh giggle. are you playing it too? What? Anthem. Yeah. Okay. Whoa. It's amazing. You need to be playing it. The level it's fantastic. I don't know. Uh, I, I don't. I don't. I really don't know. I haven't done. A, I think I'm like a six or seven. I've seen your power level. <laughs> you haven't. 
I have. No, you haven't. Shows on your friends list. <laughs> Draft. <laughs> I hit max level today. Well, Chris, you haven't. Game. You took PTO. This is all you do. You consume. You're like a black hole when it comes to a game you want to play. You consume everything about it. Actually, I was everyone I had, around I you doesn't ena- see you. I had two enablers, <clears throat> and they joined me in the black hole. <laughs> uh, so speaking of Metro, we yeah. weren't. Another reason. <laughs> another reason why I was ever so slightly perturbed by this weekend is because. I had the thing. I, I had some. T- I, I needed to put some time into this game. You so, already have though. Yeah, I, I, I was didn't finish too. it though. I didn't finish it or get close to finishing. <laughs> or out of the tutorial. But no, I th- no, I'm, I'm about. Talk about it. For I'm, I'm about. I'm. I'm a couple hours past the halfway mark. If I'm gonna put down. The I guess. got to. So you haven't just put the tip in, yeah. but you're not quite on uh, on on base. Right, it's something like that. I got to Thursday at 11 p.m. and I just stared at this. It's like it's not your fault. It's you didn't not. do anything wrong. I just there's something I got to go do, and yeah. <laughs> we're let, going in two different directions. I'm gonna let you. I was, actually, I was actually surprised you bought this game to begin with. Yeah. <laughs> well, I I've played <laughs> in spurts the first two Metroid M- Metroid uh, Metro games and like. For, for one thing, if you want something that definitely has story to it and a sense of environment and in like, you know, like we are going for a very specific thing. Play uh, something else. Yeah, Got we're it. not we're not going for, you know, like we're not trying to be called we're not trying to be called duty. We're not trying to be the most accessible. Right. You know, just jump in, you'll be fine, right? right? We are making something that is based on novels and we are trying to be very much uh, in honor of those kind of like, you know, to, to another extent, even though in a being a much bigger game, Witcher, right. You know, like sure, I think yeah. those, those games are the same way. Like, look, we don't care if you find this dialogue weird and all that, this is that world. Sure. <laughs> so, um, I've always respected, but the part that's been the hard part for me and why this one had much more appeal. And I think you would agree with this. Like those games are much more go down the, the first two are go down the dark corridors, um, very confined levels and things like moving to yeah. it. And then you get narrative and, and yeah. perspective of what's going on Definitely versus the most part versus this, which is like that for maybe the first 30 minutes as you do the tutorial. And then afterwards, it's like, all right, we're moving to open world and, you know, not open, open world, not not, you know, Far Cry open world. Right. But we are we're moving to the kind of. I would say Tomb Raider open world. Like here's a big open space. Go do things that you need to do to accomplish and, and understand that, you know, while there might be a straight line to something, there are things to go off the path for and anything can happen at any point. Right. Well, one of the things that's, uh, that's pretty brilliant about this game is they're, is they're deciding to do something completely new with, like you said, these open areas. And like you said, they're not open world, but they're, Extremely open areas and yeah. and and, and, large. and larger maps, but what what it also does is it still retains a level of claustrophobia in certain aspects of the game. Like the third, like let's say you're in you're you're still in that snowy area. Yeah, of open, you're like in the second act. Mm-hmm. In the third act, there's that more confined. Okay level where you're you're going through corridors and you're and you're mm-hmm. taking out enemies it's not an open area but then the third act opens up again but 
within those confines of these open areas are these isolated areas that you have to go through. Mm. I um, actually, my, my final play last night when I died, I just put the, I just put the controller down because the one thing I hate about these Metro games, and it's not a technical thing I hate, but it's just the fact that long the spiders oh. in these games. Oh, yeah. I can't take it. It's so especially when we got headphones on. Yeah. And you hear them. It's a good way to play. You this hear game them too. crawling up and down the walls and you start swatting at your back. So they don't, <clears throat> they don't sound like skull duggeries from the old Zelda Ocarina of Time? No. They're not that no, they're not no. that cute and like you no, can't wait to no, go find no. it and get skull it. Skull duggeries. <laughs> <laughs> no. No. But uh this like like Chris said, this is uh this series uh I think started on the Xbox three sixty. I think it was an Xbox three sixty exclusive. Might have been on um, PC as well. Maybe, yeah. Yeah. So Thanks, it was, you know Microsoft and all. It was Metro... PC! Way for the future! <laughs> Metro 2033 uh, came out in the 360 era. Um, Last Light, I think, came out in this generation, but it was sort of a cross... Yeah, if I recall, uh, Last cross Light... Cross-generational. I want to say Last Light came out like that <laughs> that first year yeah. of the launch of PS4 and... And Xbox One, and then they put the remastered of both of them out. Mm-hmm. But really, you could see the huge jump with the uh, Last Light because they basically brought the PC version over, um, I think, the following year or the year after that. Yeah. It's one of those – it's it's one of the – it's one of the series that are v- highly underrated, in my opinion, as far as shooters go. Mm-hmm. The first game, you know, y- you can go back and play it. It definitely shows its age, but the environments and the characters and the atmosphere – Still shine through as an enjoyable experience. The shooting mechanics mm-hmm. on are in that game is where it really just kind of shows its age. Met- the second one, Metro Last Light, is one of my favorite shooters of this generation. Mm. It's clean, it's precise, it's like an earlier version of Wolfenstein. Yeah, nine. Yeah, it really it really ramps up the action. Um, <laughs> as, as far yeah, as far as. As opposed to the expense, uh, uh, the suspense. Sorry, but um, like like Chris said, all these are confined. You're in the metro, and for context, for anybody who doesn't know, because these aren't hugely popular games, it takes place in post-apocalyptic Russia, Russia, Mother Russia, <laughs> and survivors of the nuclear war. Um, any survivors manage to make it down into the metro system, the metro railway system in Moscow. And so people in this in this series are surviving and living out their days in the metro, as they call it. Um, yeah. And the metro is is basically an underworld world <laughs> with different cities and locations, things like that. So this game opens up where the main character Artyom has this feeling ah, that there's there's the, that there's this other world outside the metro. Mm-hmm. He's just got this gut feeling, and everybody calls him crazy. Well, wasn't and all this there stuff. like a thing at the end of the last one where he heard uh, for he he believed for a second that he heard a transmission come across, and then like everyone that's if you get the good ending. Yeah, like everyone was <laughs> like, basically everyone's like, "Nah, man, you're dreaming. You're, you're there's no one else. Yeah, there's the, us. Both both and Nazis of, and communists. Apparently, the endings I got <laughs> in both games, let's just say, mm-hmm. aren't canon. Yeah, okay. So, but anyway, do, do you you have played both of these games? And uh, a lot of times when I'm listening to you guys review a game that I haven't touched or don't know about, mm-hmm. I actually pull up information like a wiki page or what have you. Um, and it looks like this picks right up 
where that last game left off, like Chris yeah. was saying. Yeah, a couple of years after. But do yeah. you do you feel so far in your playthrough that um, you really needed to have played this previous game to enjoy this one? Not I can a, not at all. It's not like let a me, Kingdom Hearts. Yeah, let me thing. put put <laughs> this in perspective. Like like I said, I've put I've played both of the two games because they're on Games Pass, so I've I've dabbled with them. Dabble. But I have not beat any of the first two games, you because know, and I'm not surprised John did because I think they're definitely something that is very much up his uh, his personality and what he enjoys, like from past experiences. I, I was like, as soon I like, as I start, I playing, love Russia. Yeah, <laughs> you love Russia. You can <laughs> see it from your house. Is it dying light ish? Um, no, no, uh, no, no. Okay, no, no. but move, um, on, move on. <laughs> but anyways, after coming off something like Kingdom Hearts, basically being able to just read a couple of things and watch the opening video of You're good. this game. I was like, okay, okay. I've gotten, I know 95% of what I need <laughs> here and the little details. It was kind of like Witcher three, right? Like when I went to that, I'd played a little bit of Witcher two, did not beat it. Uh, did not play the first Witcher. And I got into that game and I was like, okay, there's a lot here, but it guided me one <laughs> to things like that. I needed to know the core things mm-hmm. and two, you know, as far as a story going into this game, it, it's focused. Like there is a very particular focus coming out the gate. Like RTM is trying to confirm this thing, right? As far as that, yes, there are more people out there and right. everything that's going on in the beginning part, as far as his actions is related to that and the, and the consequences of also to of, of his actions and things like that. And where mm-hmm. it goes from there all feels organic where, you could easily pick this up and and this be your first metro metro game. You might not know every detail that you need to, but you could pull up a Wikipedia page, get the cliff notes, and you will be perfectly fine. Good to go. Or read yeah. the books. Yeah. That was a thing that I, I, I found intriguing. Um, I didn't know that this was based on this guy's mm-hmm. books. Yeah, it's an in, they're internationally best selling. No, they're hard. Good. They're hard to find. <laughs> it's great. They're Pretty actually they're they're actually hard to find. Um, yeah, in they, print, uh-huh. um, and when you do find them on Amazon, a lot of times they're sold out. I mean, these game these these books are are kind of in the popular zone. When they but, say, uh, well, "Why, why, why?" Then why are they so? Why don't they print more? I don't know. I think it's more <laughs> of like when they say internationally best selling, mm-hmm. it's probably more so like they're huge selling in Russia and what used to be the Soviet bloc, Eastern bloc. Like that's like it's weird because you know, the because pr- they can all relate to it, right? You know, the premise sense. of this game. Is, is right up stuff I like. Yeah. But I've, I've never played a Metro, so I, I did not care about playing this Metro. I remember you watching, or, or and I know we watched it, and we were texting and things before the show, but when we recorded our mm-hmm. reaction to the E3 that year where they revealed the trailer, yeah. you were hyped. Oh, like, yeah. like And I was like, eh, yeah. Oh, I was hugely excited for this game. So, yeah. And now here we are. It's awesome. So, <clears throat> but yeah, there's three books. <laughs> there's Metro 2033. Metro 2034 and Metro 2035, which is basically what this is. Roughly, I I I haven't I haven't dove into. I'm actually listening to the first book for the first time on Audible, so they're available hey, on Audible. Yeah, like Harry hey, so, I I mean I'm just gonna put this out there, a little sidetrack. We would uh we would talk about Audible.com a lot more if they uh, wanted us to. Just saying. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, you can so. Get your <laughs> Wait, you can't do that. <laughs> So you you basically find yourself in a situation where you end up leaving the metro and and um, you find out certain secrets that you that you know that you didn't realize at first. So, by the way, yeah, does it feel like the most Russian thing ever that 
to take a train ride across Russia. Yeah. Right? It's, yeah. It like, I was like, this, this is how it should be done. Something's wrong. I don't hear you through your mic. Oh. Because I had myself muted. Yep. Uh, did they was, catch that? Was, or did they? No. Oh, I said, like, by the way, the best part <laughs> about this game is that it's the most Russian thing ever that when you finally leave the metro, it's to take a train ride across Russia. Which, I mean, like, if you know anything about the history of that country, it just feels like that's appropriate yeah. to me. <laughs> so one of the things I, I I like about this series, and I don't, I'm not against this in any way. I actually love this stuff. Um, the uh, The power trip that you get from certain games where you just feel like a god. They, they, call, it, they call it the power fantasy. Yeah. That is completely absent in this game. It's, yes. It's... Um, you are you are using weapons that get the job done pretty, pretty much. much um you know you, you you're not going to get a bfg gun it's just not going to happen like like the fact <clears throat> of like sensors like even your enemies right mm-hmm. a lot of times the way they are going to detect you from sneaking around mm-hmm. is it's it's simply strings with cans on them right you know which is <laughs> makes sense it's it's like true you know low security even <laughs> even even the pictures you find in buildings mm-hmm. of this desert wasteland are pictures of desert wastelands i mean it's just yeah. it's just it's just a completely miserable place but beautiful the game is very very beautiful i will say it's one of the prettiest games i've i've ever seen what yeah. is that That's my pretty. neighbor okay going cool. up the stairs got it no 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 no, no. <laughs> One of the prettiest games I've ever seen, (laughs) but with a caveat, you can tell that it's a beautiful game with a lot of stitching on it. Like definitely a lot of stitching on it. The best way I could describe it, you know, we don't have these as much, right? But this is to me a high class two A game. And I don't say that in any disrespect, but it's like, you know, when, when Ubisoft makes a game, right? When they're making Assassin's Creed, they're making their next one. Now it's not coming what this fall, but probably the next fall. Do me a favor. There is, there is a million, you know, like a thousand studios that are touching this game to some extent. If they need someone to render this one brick in this one city to look better, they have someone 24-7 that can do that job for them. This is made in a thing, in a vacuum of like, there's probably at most 100 people who work at this studio. And it's like, look, we don't have unlimited funding. We can't afford to make our own engine or anything else. We have to deal with what we have. Oh, it's a and regard, yeah. It, well, and the big thing is like, regardless, the game's got to come out on this date. We can't. We as a company don't have that luxury to make something that, like, you know, we just sit around like rock star. Do you know? me a favor though, because huh. I want to find out if this is just was just in my game randomly. And for all I care, you can fire it up now. You're in that area still, the snowy area. I want you to walk as far as you can on the railroad tracks to uh-huh. the to the north. Okay. I walked as far as I could and literally He glitched. They no, they just stopped writing code. <laughs> there's two there's two men on the off the embankment of the railroad track just standing there with their hands to the side like this. Mm. I tried to engage them and knock them out. Nothing would happen. They're just standing there, they're not talking to you. That's fine. And then half of a mountain is cut in half. It's like literally they stopped writing code. Like that's for the rest where, of it. well, that's where the map ends. Yeah, right. Well, yeah, but you didn't. You don't. You know how you see that decorative? 
you know, graphics mm-hmm. mountain ranges out in the out, out in the distance that you can't touch. You're saying it's a they lie. They just stopped. <laughs> it's like you were in the middle of the Matrix and they just mm-hmm. ran out of out of space. But uh, as far back to going back to um, not feeling overpowered or that power fantasy, one of the key differences in this game that was more prevalent in the first two was the first the first two games had sort of a uh, an economy with an in-game currency. Um, and it's kind of hard to explain bullets were in-game currency, but they were these bullets that you used for currency were separate from ammunition that you got. So yeah. they weren't the same thing. So, so you would buy weapons with these, with these bullet currency you find in the world and you would augment and upgrade these weapons with that yeah. money versus like this. This is much more, I guess the best way to describe it, would be you know fallout i think it's like look go out here and find this gun that has certain attachments take it off use it as you want Mm -hmm. on the things the one thing i do have a problem with the guns by the way while i've enjoyed them and there are certain ones that i've definitely been more i would say favoring than others right? right like i got one that basically turned my gun into a high power sniper rifle but with better reload times Mm -hmm. uh the one thing is that it's not necessarily clear when you're just searching what is what and like at its base level, like what you're working with mm-hmm. and what like until you actually open up the book back. Like so there are times that I just see a gun. And I don't know if it's new or not. I just take the pieces off and I keep what I have and and, you know, keep moving on. And when I have time, I go like, OK, do I have some we're switching out for this gun instead of, you know, actually having an idea of like this is something different than what i've already got and it may be more powerful than what i already got i've had i've had no problem recognizing or spotting new weapons Mm -hmm. um but i don't but i can completely understand that perspective um because like when you see a weapon on like a pistol that's been highly modified to be something else you can see the highlights in orange Yeah, yeah yeah and i guess it's just like i'm like I don't know if that's a completely new weapon or not. Yeah. I don't know if that's the same pistol that I'm using now that's been modified or not. Yeah. And it's, you know, Sean, the crazy thing about the weapons in here, you, you could take a pistol and augment it into a shotgun or at least a rifle. <clears throat> I don't like you that. Can, you can just <laughs> like the, the basic it's, shotgun. It's actually, it's actually designed <clears throat> in my opinion to where you're just really never fully satisfied with the weapon you have. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's what I was thinking. It would nothing's crazy. Nothing's broke. Everything does the job just fine. Yeah. But it really wants you to experience. It wants you to experience a difficult and harsh world where, you know, the, getting the the BFG is just never going to be your option. There's um, the best way I can describe it is in the open. I find myself running because I don't want to waste ammunition or uh, tools on the mutant wildlife that's around me. Sure, right, and I'm always. Before I take off running, I'm always scouting exactly. in advance mm-hmm. to be like, okay, that's where yeah. those things are. I need to avoid that path. I, I need yeah. to go this way instead. Um, and then when I'm in environments with humans, which are usually very close quarters or like, you know, gas stations or something, I'm very slow and precise of what I'm doing because it's a game that, you know, very much like something like uh, Dishonored or whatever. It rewards your stealth abilities, but it's not going or or shoot. I'll even go to the level somewhat of Metal Gear, right? Like where being slow and methodical is very much rewarded. The difference being here, unlike Metal Gear, 
I think, or Dishonored, if I get into a pickle in those, I can find my way out. You come into a pickle in, in this game, you better hope that you have enough ammunition. You better hope that you have the right gun and setup and that you have an idea of where everyone is because it can go bad real quickly. Uh, and you're going to waste a lot of resources getting the hell out of Dodge. Like, it's even better sometimes, I would say, to just run away if you're being caught and be like, okay, I'm, I'm doing this. Though, though yeah. the one part of stealth that could be better, I think, is the takedowns. I don't, they're not as satisfying as I'd hope they would be. Cool. Yeah. Well, you know, you're not very good at stealth. I'm very good at stealth. <laughs> yeah, he's a self-proclaimed... God of stealth. But you know, you know, some people, some people might claim, you know, where's the, where's the option to go to my map, set a marker and head towards that marker in this game. Nope. Design. (laughs) But to me, that's a design choice. It's been with the series from the get go. It wants you to experience the annoyance of not necessarily, you know, I get that. But sometimes this very show has, has really hammered games who don't adjust to the, the, the no, no, current no, no, times no, no. Yeah, of yeah. things that we're used to. Let me just let me just clarify. It, you have a map, like you pull up this clipboard that has a map kind of taped to it. Mm-hmm. They give you every time you go to a new area, the the they they give you a new map to the area, and so <clears throat> you hear yourself writing on it and doing all this stuff. What it makes you do though is it just it just makes you hold up the map where you're yes. looking at it, and you flip it over and you can see what your current mission is, but you flip it back over. The only thing, and, and you see where you are, and you see where your goal is, but it doesn't necessarily set the marker so you can just go go there in a straight line. So it works. It works just okay. fine, but it's not some sort of GPS. It's like... It, you, it, it tells you where you are in the map, and, and you start walking towards that area, and then you look at the map again, and maybe you're 20 degrees off the mark, and you need to readjust. So That could be fun. There are... Yeah. Yeah. Look, I played two games in the past week and both of them do not have the ability when in the open world to ping a location on a map. Yeah. There was That's one I point. was a lot more upset with that ability being yeah. in it. And it and was it not this one. It was not Metro, I guess. Yeah. It felt very much like, right. And I was like, yeah, you know what? There's no, you know, th- this is supposed to be real world. It's and, just, yes. And like, yeah, things. sure. It doesn't go to the level maybe like some parts of, a fallout where like you're starving or like red dead, right? Where like you got to feed yourself and all that, or make sure you have the right you clothing. You feed yourself in red dead. You do <laughs> with liquor and, and bubble bath. Nice. <laughs> and it also, there's also side missions to this game, but in order to do the side missions, you have to pay attention to what people are saying around. Yeah. You. yeah. It doesn't just, it just, it doesn't just, um, like that little girl's File, like, yeah, go get my teddy bear yeah. and hey, the, I, I hear I heard this guitar playing in the world, you know, somewhere mm-hmm. out in the distance. It doesn't mark, it doesn't file this stuff in your in your menu screen. It does as you talk to people, put like add little question marks to your map that you can go check out. But it's just it's one of those things design wise where it's just it's giving you. It's giving you a lack of convenience without it feeling like a butchering chore. Correct. I'm not saying it's simple. And I say, I, I think it works because, you know, it's not so much a, we, when we say open world, it's not an open world game in the sense of like people come out of the bunker and fall out and, you know, they say, all right, your first quest is this direction. And you go, that's fine. I'm going left and I'm going to find my own 
path and, and like story and world, right? It's not that, you know, it works because you have all these limited tools, fine. But for the most part, if you want to get the objective, you can see the way to it. You know, you can figure it out and, and like, you're just like, okay, I'm walking and sure, maybe as I'm walking, I see this little hut right here. So I stopped to check to see if there's gear for me to, and uh, crafting stuff to pick up. But for the most part, I know where I'm going, you know, and I'm, and I would say it's, it's not too often. I didn't find myself going like literally, all right, let's start at this edge of the map and go left to right and then right. back right to left and, you know, keep going down. It's more of like, no, 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 no. That's where I'm supposed to get to. That's where the issue is. It's just like, what's the right path to take to it? Yeah. That's not going to kill me. Yeah. And one of the things it, it does a lot better in this game is, is, is how you craft um, you have to in, in the previous games. You have to wait to get to a merchant at some point in the game to get what you need and move on about your business. And because it's not an open world, you just, you can't necessarily go back to that vendor. Mm-hmm. This game it gives you two options for crafting. It gives you more of a more of a simplistic crafting option by giving you this backpack where you can open up and you can craft um, certain types of tools. It's not the entire package. Like your you health, can, your health, yeah, your gas uh, mask, your gas stuff. masks. But that makes like sense that. because you are post-apocalyptic yeah. and you're. Yeah, it's a wasteland. You'd be it'd be really weird if you just had like a a yeah. satchel of good stuff. The only it's, things it's, you need the workbench for are basically gun modifications and cleaning your weapons yeah cleaning your weapons and and then creating ammo outside of one gun and then and then augmenting your body armor and stuff like that but the convenience of the backpack i really like it because you can find yourself in a jam and as long as you have materials which still are scarce in the world admittedly but as long as you have materials in the middle of a firefight you can you can craft you some medical supplies to heal you up Mm -hmm. so it's it's the game is punishing but it's fair, in my opinion. For the most part, yeah. Um, that being said, um, to me, some and this is this has always been the way the series is. I get that, mm-hmm. but sometimes you're in this cutscene, quote unquote, or just interacting with people, and people all over the place are just constantly talking. So it can be very difficult to focus in on the priority speaker, the one you're supposed to be listening to, because people are just all over the place chatting. Yeah. If you turn your head and in, and, and, and in a way, this is kind of cool. Realistic wise. Oh my God. If you turn your head, um, the sound of the primary speaker's voice starts to cadence off. I like yeah. that. And, and, and so if you're not careful, you, you can, you can completely miss a lot of I dialogue. Like that. A lot. Do you have okay, your actually. subtitles turned on? Uh, well, they recommend letting them speak in Russian mm-hmm. and have English subtitles, but I do have subtitles, but those subtitles are, they've always been this way. They've always been in red mm-hmm. and just a little bit harder to read. They're a little bit small. It's a minor gripe, um, major gripe. Um, and I will give them, uh, some credit for how they manage it. It's constantly freezing on me. I say mm. constantly it's, it's froze up on me. Probably six times in, from in that the entire would be game, so annoying. Yeah. and I have to restart the game. But I it's will a give long a, load. It, it is a long load <laughs> and a big load. I will <laughs> I, I will give them credit for making the game constantly save automatically. Yeah, you go to an area, you you'll, you it'll save, and then you walk ten feet, and it'll save. So if you get locked up and 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 frozen out of the game. 
pretty much most of the time when you go back into the game, you're right where it froze. True. So it's for that, I appreciate them adding that into the game where it's constantly saving for you. Really, the only things I don't like, you know, it does have long loads and it, yeah. and it's it's really weird because <laughs> I mean, the game we're playing next week or talking about next week has the some, biggest loads of all time. You know, no, no, they're not. I wouldn't say they're quite as bad as this, but like, you know, there's definitely some loading or like, you know, Destiny-ish. for instance, yeah, like for instance, you go into something like destiny, destiny had a good bit of load times too, or whenever you fire up GTA or red dead, that initial load is like almost two minutes, but you know, it's because they're loading in this enormous game. So that is a little bit of a pain when you die. Um, the other side of it, as far as the fact that you don't have a lot of resource, the one thing I don't like is, Early on, especially, you're going to find yourself having to use the butt of your gun to basically melee things. It doesn't feel that effective or or good at aiming to me. And it's really weird because as you're going around the world, right, you have this option, right? You have when you stealth take out people, you can either just knock them out or you also have a knife. And I'm kind of like, why can't I use this knife on this huge freaking creature that's trying to maul me to death? It seems like that might be a little bit more effective and easier to aim and like to actually have it in my hand, right? And be able to see it so I can guide it to where I want it to be uh, than just pounding the back of my rifle because literally I have three bullets left and I don't want to waste them on, on this dog that's in front of me that's mutant and trying to take my neck. Well, if you have the knives on you, you can just throw the knife at them. No, no, I don't mean like those knives. I mean like the actual... Oh, the knife, knife, yeah. Combat knife. Yeah. Well, if they jump on you, mm-hmm. that's when you have the option to knife them. But I see your point. Yeah. You'd rather just sneak up on them and exactly. do Exactly. Uh, yeah, sneak up, sneak up on a 150-pound mutant and take it down stealthily. Hey, man. That's I'm, real. I'm RTM. It is. <laughs> I'm very important. Speaking of the stealth, um, there's, a, there's choice in the game. It's a little subtle. Um, for example, if you... There's different endings to this game that I haven't yet seen. I'm going for the good ending, and good, the good ending is dictated by not killing side quests you do for people that are completely optional. You don't have to do them. Um, when you get into a firefight, and after you kill so so many people, um, soldiers start to surrender, mm-hmm. and at that point, you can walk up to them and knock them out or kill them. And the ending is based like on moral choice how you handle that uh, type of approach um, also does goes a long way to determining what kind of ending you get. So that's uh, something to consider when playing this game. But overall, um, I think Chris is on the money when he says it's a very well-done double-A game. Yeah. You know? So I mean, I think this is going to be a game, like I understand why it, it's never going to be a game that one comes out. It's the biggest selling thing, I think, right? I'd be very well, it's, surprised. Uh, it's it is it is uh, it sold well. twice as yeah. many as the previous game, so it's doing yeah, it's doing well. But it's still, I think, like even though it came out right, it finished second that week. Still, to Far Cry Dawn, you know, on on its first, at least in the UK, right, which mm-hmm. is the one place we can look at. Um, yeah, which is fine. That's great. Like, right, you know, Far Cry is much bigger fran- franchise. Yeah. Um, but. At the same time, like this is a game that I think if you if you're a fan of like like I said something like Mel Gear or even Dishonored or uh, back in the day Thief and all that kind of stuff, and you and you also like have the blues from 
from Fallout 76 from this past fall. <laughs> this might be the game yeah. uh, for you to go check out because I think mm-hmm. even though it's not the full, as we said before, it's not that full, you know, freedom to go do whatever you want and make your own narrative thing. It is very well put together for what it is. And whether you eventually get this on Game Pass, because I'm sure the first two are in Game Pass, I imagine this one at some point will come to it. Or you just wait till there's a sale one day, you know, in the fall, and you see this game is like 25, 30 bucks. It's pretty hard to say you're not going to get your money's worth if you like this kind of thing. I don't think it's, if you're, if you're the Call of Duty guy or even the Battlefield guy, I'd say this probably isn't for you. But if you like a shooter that requires a little bit more thought and also a little bit more morality behind your choices, uh, this is definitely something that should be a game that you check out, you know, yeah. and give a shot to. I'll, I'll, I'll be honest with you. When I, it wasn't until I got towards the end of the first area of the map that I was really digging this game. I just wasn't feeling it. I'm like, this just doesn't feel right. Um, I'm not very fast. I don't, you know, there's something about being in confined spaces with Arkham. Things you normally don't say. (laughs) (laughs) Thanks, man. Uh, Just being in those confined spaces, you felt a little bit more in control. And this open environment, I just wasn't in the type of control I liked. So that was all issues on my part. Um, I wouldn't be surprised by the end of this game if I like Mm -hmm. this game more than I liked Last Light. Um, But that's saying a lot. I've got so, to find time to play this game. Um, <laughs> yeah, yeah I'm, at some point I will. I'm thinking I want to play it at some point too, and it might yeah. be when that sale happens. Yeah, I got to fire up <clears throat> Far Cry. To touch back on the the units that Chris brought up about its sales, um, it sold <clears throat> two thousand units less, just two thousand than Far Cry did in their release months, and that's solid. That's solid. Um, but it has sold uh, per Wikipedia fifty percent more copies than Last Light. Yeah, so, there you go. So that's good. Um, and it's also, and we're getting close, obviously, to a Richard by John. Oh, I, we're getting close, but it's, yeah. it's it's got really good reviews out there. Um, nothing really. It's all around the eight, the eighties, yeah. and stuff like that. So that's good, you know. Mm-hmm. And like and that just goes back to what Chris said. If this is this is going to be a this is going to be a, <laughs> a a really solid game if it's up your alley. And and just hearing John and Chris talk about it, I'm really interested, and I'm wondering why I didn't play it. But yeah, um, the reason. One of the other things I do enjoy about this game, and I think in a lot more from uh, the first two, this uh, this train that you're going on uh, the whole entire time kind of acts as a hub in a way, right? And it reminds me a lot of, like, if you've played Mass Effect and all that, going back to the Normandy, it's like, even though you can't have tons of conversations by choice and, and you can't, decide everything you say or whatever right you know like in those conversations how you influence them it's fun to go back to the train and to talk to all these people and hear their different stories and and hardships and joys and all that like from the two uh the mother and daughter you first pick up to uh the uh dude who's the engineer on the train and all that to to captain miller himself like all of that is very interesting and I always appreciate when you can do that well in a game because I don't think it's easy. Like, it's really hard to have someone say a bunch of exposition to you and to make a connection and make it work. Like, it's why the company's game that we're talking about next week usually is the reason why I love all their games so much is I feel like they do it better than anyone else. Um, but, you know, I appreciate that. So 
the one thing I, I, I think that's going to pull me back if I do end up coming back to finish this point and find time one day far in the future um, is going to be that, that personal relationship. Because I've played plenty of stealth shooters, but I like this. It's an interesting narrative and it has interesting character stories that whether it's post-apocalyptic or not, I just don't think you see a lot in Western stories. You're not going to see tons of stories about struggling Russians here, you know, <laughs> uh, unless I guess we're talking about the cold war or something, but, uh, that, that really perked my interest. And I, I, my hope is who is it that bought them? Uh, THQ, right? If look, they've been this small studio making solid games for a while now. I would love it. You know, THQ Nork is trying to make a big declaration, buying up all these things and studios and all that. If they were going to go in on a studio and say, okay, you've done your Metro trilogy. What's an original idea you want to do? And we can give you a lot more resource than you've ever had before to, to realize, right? What is it? And let's go make that game. Cause I would love to see what these guys could put out. I think they could make something amazing. Agreed. Yeah. Do you have a Richie poo? Um, I'm going to say this is very much preliminary preliminary because of course I'm, I'm, I'm immediately early in this game. I just did not have a lot of time to get to it. I did not have a lot of time to get to it this week. And then Friday, a thing came in my life and it's, it's probably going to be there till, till I play Sekiro at the end of the month. Um, oh man. You're not going to play Yoshi or, or I'm uh, sorry, division when division comes division? out, that'll probably be the, the switch that happens. Um, we'll see. But not on that console because it's not. Boo. You didn't have to do that. You saw it. You didn't have to. It wasn't the same. You didn't have to. I just didn't want them to. You said switch. See, and I said it. Now we got to. You didn't have to do that. We we just want to see you, Richard. Um, I'm going to say preliminary right now is around an 8.5. I think it's a solid game. Um, I think it's fun to play. Okay. Uh, And I think it's really well made for the resources. It's like, it's not like it's some small style stylistic game that like someone sat hours and hours and could perfect right like no no it's like you're on a budget with a medium size studio and you have a date you've got to hit this is about the best you could ask for for something like this for it being this big open world and and john's right like the the lighting system in this game is beautiful uh you know it's a little bit more blurry up close but when you look at things from afar you're like that's some great setting right there like this feels like a real place so. I agree, but I would say my 8.5 is a lot higher than his 8.5. <laughs> Just kidding. Oh, it's got to be better. But um, if, if you, I mean, I, I highly recommend this game to anybody who is just kind of tired of the open world shooter formula or is looking for something new and unique to the first person shooter formula in general. I think this is, I think when, I think if you've never played a Metro Metro game, you might find this is something you haven't really experienced before. Mm-hmm. Um, kudos to 4A and Deep Silver. They put out a good title, and they should be proud of this tri- trilogy. I'm glad hey, they got kudos three games to up. you. Yeah, We're putting the time in really to get a good thing. Yeah, you know, as far as a review and some yeah. gameplay opinions on this game, man. They Thank never you. give Legit. me kudos for putting in the time. I hate you. Awkward. <laughs> <laughs> hate you so much. Uh, you guys want to do some news? Yes, please. Okay. Hot off the press and straight to your ears. Weekly Games Chat presents the news. <gasps> news. There was so much peak. 
It was pretty. Yeah. It made a nice little cast. You were so many needles to our balloon just then. Um, <laughs> and PD numbers leading this thing off for January. Uh, Nintendo, or as my grandma called it, a Tyndall. <laughs> let, let, she didn't know how to say Again, a, a, a console without division. Um, I just don't want people to be confused. Yes, uh, thank you. You're thank welcome. You. Go for it, Sean. Did, did you hear the, the uh, proverbial breaks just start, starting on this? Jeez. Somebody's typing away as we speak. I'm like, I'm in a good mood. I'm reading things. Mm-hmm. I'm, and I'm not. Mm. I'm coming for your heart. <laughs> <laughs> Nintendo led in January for both hardware and software sales. What was that or, word again? Uh, January. <laughs> uh, <laughs> the Switch was the only <laughs> console to show a year-on-year increase for dollar and unit sales despite an overall decrease in the industry by 28%. That's just under 30%. Kingdom Hearts 3 was the best-selling game of the monthly outselling. <laughs> I'm just reading what's there, yep. people. Yeah, Terrible. <laughs> outselling it. Uh, predecessor with a 2.5 or two and a half times increase in dollar sales. The game was the fastest-selling in this franchise, shipping over $5 million in one week. Sean, huh? what'd they do to their sales? Uh, they doubled it. <laughs> with 0.5. Yeah. <laughs> they double 0.5. It. Double. Um, here's your top 10 selling games. Do we go from bottom up when I do it? Yeah, uh, we, reader's choice. Yeah, we do. Uh, number ten, the greatest game of all time, <laughs> Grand Theft Auto Five. I feel like if it's <laughs> if it's January, February, June, July, I just know what's going to be on this list somewhere. <laughs> uh, number nine, Mario Kart Eight Deluxe. Number eight, NBA Two K Nineteen. It's yeah. Chris's jam. Uh, VR ninety one. A VR title that uh, Ryan Leaf of the show. And number seven, it, it had VR in it. it was VR capable. Ace Combat 7 Skies Unknown. I will pick that game up at some point. I've played every Ace Combat game. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Uh, Number six, Chris's favorite game ever, Red Dead Redemption 2. Uh, Number five, the game I used to own but no longer do, Super Smash Bros. Ultimate. That's because I traded it in for Anthem. Number four, (laughs) Call of Duty Black Ops 4. Number three, New Super Mario Bros. U Deluxe. Number two, the game, the next two games, the games we give like fives, Resident Evil 2 and Kingdom Hearts 3 rounds off at number one. And that is your MPD number for January. John, thoughts? Yeah, Call of Duty is clearly outselling Red Dead right now. So, you know, uh, when you get that huge advantage from the beginning. (laughs) But it won't sell in this month because now everyone's playing Apex. (laughs) Yeah, true. I've played one, two three, four, five games on that list. I've played, at some point, all but one on that list. Ace Combat, right? Yeah. yeah. I, th- I look at Ace Combat and I've, I thought today, I'm like, that's got to be a title that Sean could Get really sink on. his teeth into. Nope. It's like, it Terrible. has a story Because Sean it. has a need. I hate, a need for dude, I, speed. I hate flying games. <laughs> okay, like, man. I hate them. It's so stupid. It's like they, they have a pretty basic story to them. Like it's always like a leader that's invading your land and you're going out there to <clears> defend <throat> it, right? But it if you like dogfights, I mean, that is your game. Like, that's the thing that yeah. I don't like and at they, all. <laughs> they're fun. They, you, they definitely require skill. Do you guys remember a console, right? A little hidden gem called the Nintendo. Yes. <laughs> the NES, if you will? <laughs> yeah. Uh, on that system and around that time was a movie out um, starring um, Tom Cruise and Val Kilmer. It was called Top Gun. Goose! That was a horrible game. Was that the game where you had to land? Yes. And it was very hard to yes. land? Yes. <laughs> That's all I think about when I think of flying games. It sucked. You're like, I did, I, okay. For the longest and, time when I thought of flying games, it was on the SNES Pilot Wings. Oh, die. And Chris, by the way, 
Saying Ness is perfectly acceptable. Yeah, it's acceptable, Chris. SNES Quit is being. not acceptable. Hey, hey word please. Stick. Hey. I'm a freedom marcher here, and I say what I want. Fair you, enough. You just suck for it. You're a stick. <laughs> you. Ooh. Oh. You can't take that back, Chris. I don't have a caveat for this. I don't want or your laugh. We don't care about pivots. Just say it. Microsoft. Yeah, that's perfect. To oh. show their hand at E3. Yeah, and is oh, news. is it a rosy palm? Well, we'll what? see. We'll see. New reports are suggesting that Microsoft will show off its new Xbox hardware platforms during E3 2019 and that Halo Infinite will launch with the console. According to the French site Je Video, <laughs> yeah. Project Scarlet family of next-gen hardware will allegedly be revealed at E3. The console is rumored to be released by the end of 2020. The site also reports that there will be two consoles, the weaker being Lockhart. That hurts. <laughs> and, the, and the more powerful Anaconda. That's what I yeah. call them. <laughs> there is also speculation that these will be announced alongside a partnership between Nintendo and Microsoft. There is also rumors that Halo will contain more RPG elements than previous titles in the series. We'll see. I can see that. Yeah, we'll see. I would, I would hope for that. That'd be a nice change. Mm, we'll I see. mean, I felt that little tease last year. It felt like it something. Almost like felt like it, an open world. Like, yeah, we're like, we're making open world Halo. Yeah. Which, yeah. you're telling me I get to run around a whole Halo and just do things? Mm-hmm. A little side note. I don't know how will be, but we'll it's, it's not going to be in our news anywhere, but I bought my uh, my little girl the... Uh, the Switch edition of Minecraft. Mm. You're accurate. That will not be in our news. <laughs> but uh, it, it's really cool to see the Mario elements that's in it. It's kind of crazy. Mm-hmm. It's briefly mentioned in our news. Mm-hmm. Oh, is it? Yeah. Minecraft. Yeah. Speaking of Minecraft. <laughs> but that, before we go to that. Um, it's not. That's not next. Oh, yeah. Uh, <laughs> well, there's the words right there. You're so dumb. Um, <laughs> but, uh, I yeah, I, I don't think this is. Too big of a shock. I figured they were going to at least do something. Like, how much they show is a big question. Like, I doubt they're going to be like, here's the box, and here's every spec that's in the box. They'll probably do something like before where they'll talk about next-gen, what they're going for, and they'll have developers come out being like, we asked them, to. they gave it to us for the Xbox One X, and we asked them to go to a whole new level. And then they'll be like... 20 billion teraflops and then you know i like, feel like you've scaled down a little bit oh well they, they i think condense, we're in the trillions now no no no. they condense the teraflops like the national debt they, 22 trillion teraflops they can they condense them down so now like one teraflop is like five billion teraflops of what was before i see so that 20 billion now. teraflops is just you know you know uh because the xbox is so powerful yeah we could stream our um our podcast on it through mixer chris how about you <laughs> What do you, you got to weigh in on that one? I don't have a camera for this one. <laughs> don't try it, John. <laughs> trying all angles. Um, so, more news about Xbox. Uh, Xbox Games Pass is expanding. That's good news if you like Rumor. the Games Pass app. Uh, the, the Games Pass. Ooh, struggle bus. A new report suggests that Xbox Game Pass may be headed to the Nintendo Switch in the future. The and future? The future. Via streaming. That's without wires, John. <laughs> Thank you. Game Informer and Direct Feed Games have reported that Microsoft is getting ready to make ports available to Nintendo Switch via its Project X Cloud service. X, um, X, X, X Cloud, which is not a porn site. 
<laughs> this comes as no surprise. Having, oh, the aforementioned Minecraft currently on Switch with Hellblade currently on its way. Firmer, firmer, firmer rumors. <laughs> I'm stupid. Further rumors suggest that Ori and the Will of the Wisps, <laughs> wisps. <laughs> wisps may show its face on Nintendo's platform, which will be, uh, Interesting if that happens because that would yeah. be the greatest poop game of all time. <laughs> well, just think, like, <laughs> you know, there's the talk of, of course, Xbox Live, right? Uh, getting an integration with the uh, Switch. So now you're talking about like Games Pass coming to Switch and not for everything. I, I, I think like they're very realistic in saying, like, look, we can't quite put yet, you know, Halo and, and whatever the next Halo is and stream that very well to the Switch device, but that's probably where they're going towards in a couple of years. When Switch 2 comes out, Chris. But, like, for instance, imagine you own, if you do own, like, an Xbox or you have a gaming PC, Mm -hmm. and you have this game that I think will run perfectly fine on the Switch, You're if you're Microsoft, you're winning in two ways. One, you're helping your player base because you're basically saying now you're able to take Ori Mobile. Like, you can come home. Played on your Xbox One X, get the 4K resolution and all that kind of stuff. It looks pretty, it looks beautiful. And then when you're on the go, when you're on the train ride to work every day, you can pull out your Switch and keep. It's your like I'm there going. now. Yeah, and more importantly for them, it gives you another reason to give them nine dollars a month yep. to keep. You well, know, how does Nintendo win in this, Chris? They right. win because it gets more games on their consoles. I, I think. Well, thanks for mentioning how Nintendo wins, yeah. Xbox fanboy. What if Xbox, <laughs> what if Project X Cloud service is tethered mm. to a higher powered Nintendo Switch? I don't like that. You see how that, could I mean, be. that would be how Nintendo. But you shouldn't need to, right? Pushes, in theory, you don't. Yeah. It's how Nintendo pushes their new console. Because honestly, I think, I think as these, the other two release new consoles, Nintendo's going to have to update the hardware. For sure. That's fine. They, I think they're doing great, guys. I agree. The greatest <laughs> thing that I think could happen is if these two companies then, like, because I really do feel like Microsoft is kind of pushing to, of like, we, our future will be games pass. That's what we are trying to be. We are trying to be the one who sets the bar, and we are Netflix now, and, and who knows? Maybe in five years they don't put another console out. Maybe they just say, we'll let Whoever puts a console out, they want to do that. That's there. But we think the majority of people, they will be perfectly fine with just turning on their TV and getting a game that streams over the internet to them in 4K. The same, right? The biggest announcement coming with this relationship mm. is Phil Spencer's DNA has been spliced with Reggie's. <laughs> right? Well, oh, not Reggie. Reggie. But, um, oh, Reggie. but the big <laughs> thing here is like, if you're Nintendo, it's kind of like you get the best of both worlds here, right? You get... The ability to eventually, as this technology improves, to bring in things that you have had a problem getting on your console. Like if they can get Madden in there and they can get um, Division 3 or, or Destiny 3, whatever, someday. Like if that's where they're eventually able to go, they get all that and they get to take on the other big Japanese company in the world in gaming in Sony. And if you're Microsoft, you're like, we get to partner up with Nintendo, who has the one thing we've been looking for all this time, which is love and nostalgia from the gaming public. So everyone wins in that combination, I think. Uh, but because no, I don't like 
I don't like except for Sony. Sony, Sony loses. Yeah, Sony's, Sony's mad. I don't because man, it's man. I don't know, man. Would you rather be Amazon that takes them? No. Yeah, or Google. You don't give me don't give me examples. You that get win, with Google right that win your argument. That's not fair. <laughs> Do you know won't be you know what won't be included in uh, well, X Cloud? God, <laughs> John. <laughs> Boo. <laughs> Microsoft's Hololens Two will Holo- cost you. Microsoft has unveiled Hololens Two, the newest version of the augmented reality headset. The cost of the device will be a measly three thousand five hundred dollars and will support Unreal Engine Four. Chump change. Exactly. The key focus of the device will be immersion, comfort, and an exaggerated time-to-value ratio. The company has doubled HoloLens' field of view while maintaining a holographic density of 47 pixels per degree of sight. I sound really smart. There is a new display system that achieves this at lower power and includes a new time-of-flight depth sensor for direct manipulation of holograms. On top of this, the device will have eye tracking and iris recognition for security. Clearly, the device pays for itself. Indeed. That being said, Microsoft is committed to making the device as affordable as possible as soon as possible. Yeah, that means 2087. Could be, man. (laughs) Could be. Our kids are going to have a blast with HoloLens 3. Yeah. It's going to be... It's a cool device. Yeah, I said at one point that that would be the way I like it. Remember when we were talking about all the VR stuff coming out many... We know how you like it. What? Yeah. Uh Fast and rough. What? (laughs) Um, Are you mad? No. Why am I mad? What am I mad about? Well, you you said you were gonna do it rough. You only do oh, it. oh, but I'm not mad. But some folks be mad. <laughs> Thank you. A group of employees has begun protesting the use of its Hololens technology following a hefty contract with the United States Army. Hooah, hooah! The group known as Microsoft Workers for Good posted an open letter on Twitter to Microsoft's Brad Smith and Satya Nadella. He's the CEO. Uh, Demanding the cancellation of the $479 million contract and stricter ethical guidelines. Quote, we are alarmed that Microsoft is working to provide provide weapons technology to the U.S. military, helping one country's government increase, increase lethality using tools we built. We did not sign up to develop weapons, and we demand a say in how our work is used. Finger waving and all, end quote. Um, Microsoft has responded with the following statement, quote, uh, we gave the issue careful consideration and outlined our perspective in an October 28, blo- 2018 blog. We, <laughs> we always appreciate feedback from employees and provide many avenues for their voices to be heard. In fact, we heard from many employees throughout the fall. As we said, then we're committed to providing our technology to the U S department of defense, which includes the U S army under this contract. Also, uh, we've said we'll remain engaged as an active corporate citizen in addressing the important ethical and public policy issues relating to AI and the military. At first, I thought that said Al. Thank God I fixed it. End quote. (laughs) I don't. Who the hell is Al? (laughs) I don't really see much validity behind their argument. It's just like. You're talking about Microsoft, one of the biggest corporations and tech companies in the world who is pretty much, as far as I know, for as long as they've been around and making great software and such made technology and software for the military. That's what they do, right? Was there was there an outcry <laughs> when they were using the Connect for uh, medical stuff? Yeah. 
I there, mean, there was outcry for that. Uh, no, outcry? no. Well, you I said yeah because oh. you half a. I was more. Listen to what I said, Chris. I was more so agreeing with you and like, <laughs> yeah, you're right. There wasn't. Yeah. So it's there's there's always going to be probably I would say always probably. <laughs> see what I did there? Oh, oh I said uh, I see all of it. All right. Yeah. There's going to be pushback, man. And yeah, someone's always going to disagree with something a, a company's act. It, it's just something like this where you're like, look, man. Microsoft is not going to give up a, a contract like that. And I don't know what they're doing. Like on one hand, if the military, I guess, is using it to spy on people, that would be concerning. But I don't think that's probably what they're doing. I would think they're going to use this in a perspective of like being able to have Fly a drones on. or well, something like yeah, that. That or like to be able to have a headset on to basically have vision, you know, all around you, a whole entire wall of different data you could view. That would be limited if you gave someone a computer screen. So if you can perfect that and make high end things, yeah, I mean, it, it could do great things for look, them. It, Microsoft is is a um, United States based yeah. thing, right? Bill Gates. Get Bill Gates in here. So they're going to be loyal to the United States government and its contracts if they're there, I guess. Um, so I don't know where this will go from here. Now, on the other hand, if our soldiers start wearing HoloLens to invade Sony and Japan and Nintendo, be like the next Call of Duty, right? All this the was the trade. Have. This was the trade off. <laughs> have HoloLens on. We have in-game. secured Zelda. We have secured Zelda. <laughs> I got I got no beef with pacifists. Yeah, I agree. Um, yeah, that's true. And, and that's you know, I think that's where I was going to say that's exactly where this comes sure. from. Some people don't like the idea of 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 war and the need for an army and all of that stuff. Um, it, I would it's, just, it's, it's fair. I would yeah. just ask them to consider, and I don't know what this product is. Obviously, no one's going to tell us. I'm sure it's very top secret. What, what if this technology brings more of our men and women home right. to sure. their families? That's at we'll least, see. that's at least some trade off to their objection, which I completely understand. I, uh, I'm mad you get to read the next news story, John. Hey, you know, who's also coming home? It? No, you need to read it. I, I right? think it's fairly. Well, it's clear. It? It's clear that Hololens is not going to be retired. Oh my God! I was going to say it's a good one. For no, God's sake, man! When do it. I, I went with, uh, you know who is going home? His now. is always that you know who he is. Or you know what is? Is it's totally, it's totally Chris. We're moving on from pivots. We're just going to say the things. Hey, come at me again. Come at me, bro. Come at me one more time. <laughs> I will Zaxby's dinner right. you. <clears throat> Reggie Fizeme's body is ready for retirement. <clears throat> Reggie fils is retiring as president and COO of Nintendo of America. In a farewell video, Reggie stated that Nintendo owns a part of my heart forever. It's a part that is filled with gratitude for the incredibly talented people I've worked with, for the opportunity to represent such a wonderful brand, and most of all, to feel like a member of the world's most positive and enduring gamer community. As I look forward to departing in both good health and good humor, this is not game over for me, but instead leveling up to more time with my wife, your wife, his wife, family and friends, end quote. That was gaming references. Reggie. That was awesome. Reggie will be replaced by Nintendo of America's current SVP of sales and marketing, Doug Bowser. Yes. (laughs) Doug Doug Bowser. (laughs) It will only be called Bowser from now on. Dude, (laughs) Doug Bowser. That's that's the only for me, I guess, you know. I don't want to say good thing, but bright light is this guy seems pretty cool. Yeah. I immediately started doing a Twitter stalking of Doug mm-hmm. Bowser. Um, he loves Nintendo. And for me, that's the most important thing for somebody to be in there. 
who will be able to lead the company in a, in a in a way like Reggie did, man. I don't know. Reggie's like, awesome. I don't know how much of a good pitchman he is, like as far as doing ads, but if they could do a great thing of ads of like him fighting with the actual Bowser as far as who's Bowser, what, what's the best direction for Nintendo going forward? Like Bowser's just trying to destroy things. And Doug's like, no, <laughs> that could be a good He's series. like, I'm Doug Bowser. Well, one yeah. of the things about these type of retirements, and I think you guys can relate to this and many people may not be, and people love games, but we not only love games, but are passionate about the industry and what goes on in it. These guys, to at least to me, the Phil Spencers and the and the Sean Laydens of the world, these guys are like celebrities and rock stars to me. In sure. These worlds, are the yeah. guys I go after for autographs. These are the guys that just and Reggie has been around for so long. It's gonna be it. It's a hit. He's he's look he he's a love him or hate him. He's he's a he's a presence uh, in the in the games industry, and he and people respect him. Um, for his ability to, I mean, he, he can form a narrative better than anybody in the, in the business. If you ask me, he can pivot, he can do all the things that you would expect a guy like that to do, but you also, you also respect him for, um, just the role he played and I'm going to personally miss him me too. a lot. Um, I, I really I echo what you say, John, that's that well said. It, it's sad, but I'm not surprised also, cause this is kind of the path that a lot of these people take like right like you think about like his trajectory he comes in and and then like you have game reggie he comes oh. in reggie is is you know he's there for gamecube and then he works on of yeah. course we uh builds his name there and then you go through the the heartbreak of wii u and now you come back and you're like okay we had this really bad time in our company and we rebounded from it and we put out, we found a way to this time around reach the market that we really wanted to reach again, which was America. You know, if you're, if you're, if which you're, was people. Well, I mean, <laughs> that's the, that's always the goal, right? Yeah, to course. reach America. And whether like you go back in the history of all these companies, whether it was Peter Moore back when he was with Xbox and he left after the 360 launched or uh, when PS4 launched and Jack uh, Trenton left now it's like if you're reggie it's like you know why not leave now because the worst thing you could do is like stick around and and then you have to decide am i okay with basically working 70 80 hour weeks again in hopes of repeating this this you know job like i won't be surprised if xbox right like if next generation of xbox jump back i'd imagine phil's probably gonna leave and i wouldn't blame him because it's like you did your job you did your service to the company reggie's just the most quotable uh, video game presence in the business. Yeah, I mean, how many things are he? Is my body is ready? I'm Reggie. I'm about kicking a and taking names and playing games. I mean, he's just he's just such a a, a presence. I'm gonna I'm gonna miss him for sure. He's very direct. Aha! <clears throat> Speaking of <laughs> Pokemon Direct coming today. <laughs> Woo! <laughs> uh, Nintendo announced they'll release a seven-minute Nintendo Direct centered on new info about Pokemon. Ooh! It will be live streamed today, February twenty-seventh at six a.m. Pacific. And thank God the news team told me what time that is Eastern, and that's nine a.m. <laughs> Set your alarms, or just watch on YouTube when you wake up. Or um, be mad that you can't watch it at work. I'm hoping this oh, is... Oh, you lost that? No, uh-huh. but I can't. 
Don't ever lose it. I'm hoping this is new information about the new games, but I have a feeling that it's updated content for... You never know. You're right. Uh, they did drop, as far as Pokemon stuff I saw all this afternoon, finally released the full trailer for uh, Detective Pikachu. Did you and see it, the... It looks just as brilliant as you hoped it would look. I can't wait to watch that movie. Did you see right? the... Uh, if, if you're listening, go check out the outside the actor studio uh, spot for P- Detective Pikachu, where Ryan Reynolds is talking about method acting and getting into the character of Pikachu. It's hysterical. It's quite funny. They show cool. him in the trailer getting into the arena. He's about to fight Charizard, and then he can't electrocute him because he's nervous. And he gets very <laughs> nervous, and it's quite hilarious. Good stuff. <laughs> <clears throat> well, I get nervous a lot. Boo. Let me, let me say. <laughs> you want to read this one, too? No. I mean, I, yeah. You really want to read the next one, John? Is that? So, is it mine? Yeah, it's you. You're it's that's you. Well, mine, he's saying because my other one was oh, okay. short, but I did a yeah. brilliant job at it. You so did. Like, you also had like the ginormous one earlier, so you nailed you're it. Fine. Hey, we don't we don't roll like that on on the uh, on the thing over here. I just want to give your pipes a break. I uh, <laughs> I want, you're still in recovery. We all remember that. Teachers. More. <laughs> more resident. Brian Lee just come in here. More. Oh wait. Go ahead. Yeah. Okay, cool. Boom. More more Resident Evil coming to Switch. <clears throat> Capcom. And when I was a kid, there was a mascot known as Captain Commando. Mm-hmm. But I digress. Capcom has confirmed that Resident Evil 0, 1, and 4 <laughs> are coming to Switch this May. What happened to 2 and 3? Huh? Uh, we can't have everything. Oh, okay. They will drop on the eShop. On May 21st, saying, quote, play all three masterpieces anywhere, such as on trains, during mansion tours, across the European countryside. All titles will be the HD remasters of the games. I'll be getting these. Well, I'll be getting zero and four because I've got one on PlayStation. You know what I'll be getting? An update for Wait. Overwatch. Will you, will you put Sean, play with us. Put his head through the wall. I don't want to do <clears> that. was a really hard one. Uh, new Overwatch heroes incoming. You got this. <laughs> the latest hero added to Blizzard's Overwatch roster. Baptiste has been revealed. Uh, the, uh, the Play Overwatch YouTube account has uploaded a new origin story video giving us some information into the upcoming hero, Baptiste. <laughs> Baptiste. Someone didn't watch the video. <laughs> I didn't. No. Uh, did you? I, I have not. I didn't get a chance yeah. this afternoon because this broke today. Mm. Yeah, that's why it's on the news because that's what we do. Yeah, that's yeah. nice. Did He'll you know? be a mix of a DPS. That's a damage dealer, John. <laughs> I was thinking something else. <laughs> uh, and healer character. Oh. Those are so, always fun. Yeah, he'll be a he'll be a little fun character to play. Shoot you in the face and then he'll heal you. He'll up, yeah. <laughs> Nice. One could say it could be a dream character. Yeah, I like to hear about early access for dreams, John. Well, there you go. <laughs> Media Molecules dreams will be Boo. released. Boo. Will be released in an early access form in spring 2019 and will cost 29.99. The game will arrive as a quote creator early access version containing Boo. a suite of creation tools and tutorials for using them. You can view the other people's creations, a series of pre-made customizable arcade games, and a quote inspirational gallery of particularly impressive bits of work curated by Media Molecule. This Hmm. version will not include the planned story campaign. Makes sense. I don't think 
this is going to do well, but man, it should. And it deserves to. Yeah. Assuming that it's legit what they say it is. Well, I'll say that it could do well if the whole entire uh, little big planet creation community says, let's check this out. Absolutely. Like that's where you think this could be big on Twitch. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, if people like, People made so many amazing, crazy things within the world of Little Big Planet. I would love to see what they could do with a game that, or you know, the design of this game that is really, truly geared towards it. Um, well, we'll see. Are you interested at all? Is it something you would want to play with? Uh, it may be something I check out. We'll see. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm more so interested maybe to wait, and then like after two or three months, come back and be like, all right, let's see what the the community has made. You know, because I'm, I'm not. What if everybody says that? What if everybody says that? Someone's got to make the skins <laughs> and the uh, and the different things that I use on all my characters. What was it that somebody – I was reading something. <laughs> this is not going to go good. Um, somebody – oh, I know what it was. They remade um, – what's that, what's that Kojima horror game? Uh, Silent know, Hill. Yeah, but – The PT one? The PT yeah. demo. Oh, okay. Somebody remade that. Uh, shot by shot in dreams. Nice. I think I could be wrong, but I think that's what very did. doubtful. Nice. You should never doubt. Nice. You so. know what you'll never doubt? That this is the point where I go finally this week. <laughs> See, I can always bring it back. Oh yeah. Bring it back. Bring it back. <clears throat> finally this week. Don't move. Don't move. Don't move. I'll get you a towel. Man syrup. <laughs> Activision. Slap. EA, Activision EA CEOs <laughs> reportedly overpaid. Ding, 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 ding. <clears throat> News no. at nine. According to the report from, quote, as you saw on the so, most. So, uh, as I'm you, sorry. That should be, quote, as you so, end quote. As you so, end quote? Yeah. Okay. Um, on the most overpaid CEOs of 2019, Activision Blizzard and Electronic Arts chief executives are reportedly on the list. As you so. A nonprofit foundation that encourages social responsibility at corporations publishes an annual report on this topic. Bobby Kotick or Kotick? Kotick. Kotick of Activision holds Look the title. Correcting names. <laughs> um, of most overpaid CEO in gaming with a salary of $28,698,375, which is. 306 times more than the average salary of an employee at Activision. And also chump change. That's chump change, dude. I make that an hour. He could have, he could, he could afford a HoloLens, huh? Is this why we, re- <laughs> this is where I reveal the reason we can't show the podcast is I'm actually Bill Gates. Uh, I'm Bill Gates. Uh, CEO of EA, Andrew Wilson has a salary of $35,728,764, being 371 times more than the average salary at EA. Layoffs have recently been reported at both companies. <laughs> Perfect. <laughs> I can't say it. I mean, but it's not surprising, right? They they would be the two that would be the highest paid because they are the two largest kind of mega corporations in gaming, at least U.S. corporations. I don't know how large or like how Ubisoft's pay structure works since they're a French company and all that. I, I don't. Uh, Go ahead. I understand that there are people who are mad that your boss makes that much more than you. But your boss is your boss. Yeah. I don't, it, and that's, that's the best way I think I know how to say it. Um, 
you may work at a company that dab or um, calls itself a Fortune 500 if you're in America uh, or wherever you're from. You you may work at a big company that that says it's the top this or top that, and you're going to have people who make more money than you. Um, when I work, I started at a movie theater here locally. I cleaned theaters with a broom and a dustpan. I didn't make a lot of money. When I left the movie theater, I had reached a title of uh, basically like an assistant manager, if you will. I made more money then. So work your way up. Maybe one day you become the next Bobby Kotick. I don't know. I, I Part of me doesn't like that this list comes out yearly that... Um, well, they always I know. these things. I know, I know. Yeah. But I'm saying, I, I, I just... I don't know. Like, what, what's... What are they trying to gain by this? Just from us talking about it and being mad at the companies for having I don't think people make millions of dollars. Yeah, I mean, I'm sure they have their motives. I I do think, like in this case, they're not so much as I'm sure the focus. Right? It's probably on other industries. It's just like, look, they're obviously lumped in because they are people getting paid a lot amount of money. If I'm looking at this, I'm not so much like, well, you, you don't deserve to be paid more. I'm more so looking at like. EA, if you're giving Andrew Wilson and his management team $35 million a year, you could hire better because whoever is running the ship over there is not Just doing a, a great P, job. Ship <laughs> with a that would, like, it's not a thing of like they make more than the developers. It's well, more of like you obviously are not doing a great job of running your company. <laughs> well, Matt, when you, when you do the average salary, it's, yeah. it's going to be skewed. I'd like to see how um, from Andrew Wilson, then the next person, then the next person, then the, you know. And go down that way yeah, as I'm long sure as that's CFO nice and is, even. Is high and then too. eventually you get down to an entry level employee. I mean, you yeah. know. Well, a lot of times this, the, 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 and I should uh, clarify in the report, they, they, they report to you from whatever algorithm or theories they use how much, how overpaid they are, not just how much they make. And both of them, I think they mentioned they, they are overpaid by about 13 to $15 million. By whatever assessment they use. Okay. Now these are no, that's no, a key point. These John. types. These types. <laughs> well, the agenda. The agenda here, and, and I, I, I ain't got no beef with the agenda, but it's it's to gain attention and to put and to put headlines in the papers, headlines on television, and headlines right. on websites mm-hmm. to where it's the, it's the type of corporate social responsibility that is forced onto companies by shining a light on them and then forcing companies in the fortune 500 to respond in defense well, and, it, and it's designed to allow to make companies be defensive from a public relations perspective sure. there's no doubt but, there's no doubt that the main part of this story and, and is the last part the, yeah it's the layoffs layoffs yeah, yeah. So yeah of course we say it's it like pretty, this. Yeah. it's pretty hard to like look at like Activision and be like, man, I feel bad about your hardships here and like 800 people getting laid off when you go like, wow, the CEO makes that much per year and you're struggling. I was like, maybe, you know, yeah, there's a fair point to say like, well, what's your responsibility to your employees? I guess one of the things to keep in mind about these these salaries is every officer like this has what they call a benefits package. Yeah. And not. Not every when you look at the dollar amount that they give you, it's it's, and this could be the case. I'd be surprised if it was. So I'm 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 theorizing here. Most of the time, these salaries include stock options and stuff. Not this is not necessarily what Andrew Wilson takes home in a year. I'm mm. not saying I'm not saying Probably he's hurting. I'm not saying he's hurting. 
But the, what I'm saying is the 35 million or the 28 million included in that or built into that is the is the is the stocks they own, the benefits mm. package they have, the sign-on bonus that they got, um, and a lot of the and a lot of the stock options that they have don't come into effect until years after they start. Yeah. So just a couple of things that that could be clarified that maybe aren't, but that's not to suggest. Look, um, that's a lot of money. Yeah, that's a lot of money. That but is a lot. Of money. If you ask me, if someone's worth thirty-five million. It's not up to me. It's not up to you. It's up to the company. The company, the answer is clear. Are they overpaid? In theory, probably not because you can't be overpaid well, if the company recognizes your value as $35 million. That's for, up to the company to decide. And in the eyes of the company, you're not you're not overpaid. Those companies are distinct, too, because it's like they're versus some other studios that are out there, right? Uh, they are so much public corporations that's like they have a responsibility there andrew wilson i'm not trying or bobby kotick to some extent too i think i'm not trying to say that they're bad people or anything but i'd be like the number one thing they're not going to care about is how gamers feel about games outside of the fact of if it affects their bottom line the number one thing they will always be the most concerned about and it's understandable given what they're <laughs> their livelihood maintains on is basically satisfying their stockholders and their investors. If, if they're doing that, then they are getting paid probably what those people think is fair. It's it, like, it's, it's just a hard thing for the other side because 99% of us aren't concerned about that. Right. We're just concerned about playing as far as gamers. We're concerned about the games and, and the people who make those games and making sure that they're in healthy environments and that they have the, ability to you know to create things that we want to play so it's like it's it's really really hard when you start talking about this world as far as what is fair what is right and you know who who has the right claim to anything and it's hard for us the three of us sitting here to even begin to fathom the level of competition pressure responsibility that a CEO has. I'm not trying to sure. put them on a pedestal as if they're some sort of noble endeavor, but it is a tremendous amount of responsibility. It's almost a like mini presidential. Never, it, yeah, absolutely. I would never, I could not fathom the type of things that these CEOs go home with every night. Sure. Yeah. And I agree. It, I'm not necessarily saying that to garner sympathy because I don't think that will happen. I'm just saying because there'll I be somebody schedule, who says I, uh i are making 26 million <laughs> i schedule appointments and get coffee for people yeah it, there's it's a different it's just a different world in a different environment yeah that, yeah. that we just can't understand i agree hey so. for sure you say things well jonathan i talk good <laughs> you talk well That's you, it, Chris. Uh, yeah i am let's do it <laughs> you want to dang i don't want to wrap it up but do you want to wrap it up never I, I paused okay. off because I wasn't sure if I actually pressed the button. But I did. Oh, we did. I did it. That was job, good. Chris. Yeah. Good job, Chris. Good job. I don't suck. You don't. Well, um, 
People write in their thoughts, and they can do so by writing us at weeklygameschat at gmail.com. Weeklygameschat at gmail.com. Just like two people were starting off with. No, we're getting this part we're out of get the way. The, the, Is it we're hot getting in the here? negative. No, it's, it's hot in here. Not yet, but it might um, be about to be. One of these, I, I'm going to read both of these back to back because you both. No offense. Yeah, no offense. You both, you both hit the same subject. And it was like, it was really weird for me because I got these both on the same, like I, I messaged the first one, uh, to John on Friday morning and I'm at home. I'm off work. I'm enjoying life. And I was like, he'll be fine. And then like I come and check at like four o'clock and then I had to be like, Hey buddy, <laughs> got some bad news. Um, more. um, but anyways, um, you can write in your thoughts in just like Jim did. Yeah. Jim. Hey, Jim. Hey, hey Jim. Jim. He says, hi, guys. What's up? Hope all is well in podcast land. That's pretty good. Long time <laughs> listener here. Love the podcast and the chemistry between the three of you. So Easily one of the podcasts I look forward to the most during the week. Well, thank you, sir. I finished the Apex Legends show yesterday. Have had some time to absorb it and felt the need to write in. Occasionally on the podcast, John lets in a bit too much of the libertarian crazy and uh, it takes a little bit of a shake off to get back into the vibe of an otherwise awesome podcast, <laughs> but it can be done in this episode. However, the topic of unionization of programmers came up in John's venom and hostility towards even the suggestion. These people seeking some protection at their workplace was shocking. Listening to him vilify workers and praise the risk takers was terrible. I actually turned down the volume for a while, hoping it would quickly pass. When I came back to John still doing it, I had to stop. Look, people disagree and and have different views, but this was too much and too nasty. I'm still unable to shake of what is, frankly, an actual... I think he was going to say shake off what it is. Oh, shake off, uh, yeah, an actual hostility towards John. I'm going to have to take a break for a while. Uh, for a while. Uh, <laughs> Doesn't fit there, Chris. For, oh, oh okay. this is serious stuff for, for sure. Yeah. Uh, I'm sure it will pass eventually, and I'll be back. Good luck with future shows, and thanks so much for years of awesome shows. That was number one, Jim. Thank you. Uh, first of all, I'm not John, obviously, but thank you for writing in. Um, we we know that you take time to do that, and we thank you for your feedback. Right. I really hope that you don't take too long away from us because you know we love our listeners, but can't we also you. we also understand. Did you mute me? I hope you no. I said I said if if, he's, no, if, if what you, he if says you, is true, he yeah, can't if hear you're you. not listening to this show, I did say it, and maybe one day you'll hear me say it. Uh, so second up now, Chris. I'm going to be honest here before I read this. His name is also Chris, like me. Uh, I am. While John, I promise you to this to you, Chris. John has seen all this. I sent everything to John. So there's a big part of this though that is summarizing a lot of issues and and. For brevity, we're going to shorten this down. Brevity? Christian, yeah. I like that word. Did it fit, John? It did. That's what you did. But he says, what's up, guys? <laughs> dude. He says, what's up, guys? Been a listener since the final, the release of Final Fantasy 15 and absolutely love your take on sports games and entertainment. Thank you, Chris. The three of you. You're welcome. Uh, oh. <laughs> Have great chemistry and work extremely well together to provide a nuanced and uh, multifaceted approach to the video game industry. Thank you so much. And now I will vent. All right, here we go. Hey, let's shake it off a little bit. Let's he's, get ready. He says, John, 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 John is so incredibly frustrating and annoying with his dorm room philosophizing concerns, the free market and the responsibilities of employees to their or employers to their employees. In this past week's episode, John again shot his mouth off on something. He obviously had very little understanding 
I know this for from his reference, the state of Detroit's economic viability and the hefty police officers or pensions, that pensions police officers receive in New York. If unionization's impact on economics were an ethnic group, John would be guilty of extreme stereotyping. Sorry, John, but that's funny. Um, <laughs> we love you, John. As the situation in Detroit, New York police pensions and the unionization video game industries are three completely separate issues. He wrote he completely in all caps, Chris. Yeah, completely. So he, um, he briefly talked about the situation in Detroit. It was not brief. Right. Uh, but yeah, he gave uh, he gave recaps on the situation in Detroit, the New York pension and also the video game industries um and then he kind of goes down to saying i love the show but john's insistent yammering about the free market gets extremely old hearing y'all's opinions on topics outside the video game industry is great love the football talks the movie discussions and even the ins and outs of the industry itself as opposed to just games however if I wanted my head to explode with rage, another right-wing pundit claiming unionization led to the downfall of Detroit and its root cause of all evils in our economy, I would just download Rush Limbaugh or Sean Hannity's podcast. I prefer <laughs> to have my game podcast not vomit out these tired, inaccurate, and or anecdotal uh, defenses of late capitalism run amok. If we as ge video game consumers need to pay five to ten dollars more for a hundred hours of entertainment in order to provide for those who create these escapes for us, we should be lining up to do so. Otherwise, you paint yourself as incredibly selfish and unconcerned with the well being of your fellow man. Elite, oh, wait, no, I'm not reading that part. Uh, he then ends and says. And I'm sorry, Chris, it's just it's kind of an extreme example you provide here. But again, John has seen it. Uh, I love the show, fellas. Seriously, this is like the third time I've said it. I hope you guys keep it going for a long while. I look forward to hearing what you guys think of Anthem and other major titles released this year. <laughs> Game on your mom's box. No, no, you didn't read that right, Chris. Read Game it. on inside your mom's box. <laughs> oh, you're right. <laughs> Chris, Fantastic. not the guy you do the podcast with, promise. That would be so funny <laughs> if, if some kind of way you found out this was this Chris that wrote that. Um, I would have made it. Yeah. Again, very you, you, you put a lot out there. Thank you for the time in doing that. Uh, we've said multiple times that we're going to do our best to read emails that we get. And sometimes they're not going to be pretty. Sometimes we say things that anger you yeah. or you don't agree with us. But as you see here, we're not going to um, silence you. We're going to put it out there uh, because we know that as you listen, you have thoughts that come up and things you want to say. And this is your outlet to do so. So thank you for that. Um, and I'll, whatever. Before, John, do you mind if I say something before? Absolutely. Yeah, please. Yeah. I, look, to both of you guys, look, yeah, I, I totally love that you're being honest and upfront of how you feel about something. I would rather someone say something to my face than just complain about i hate it. you yeah. oh yeah oh. This is not the time oh, i'm sorry <laughs> um but that said i want to point this out here like look we i think for the most part we do not just stray into political talk unless it is in relation to the video games industry this is called weekly games chat we talk about the dealings that are going on in the world that includes right now was been a very large push of unionizations. And if you go back and you listen to that episode, you hear John's opinion on it, but you also hear mine and you heard Sean say, Hey, I heard good points from both of you during that whole entire time. And that's what's about is that even though I don't agree with John's opinion on it, 
and John probably doesn't agree with mine, we can have a discussion and be honest and, and respectful for the most part, most of the time. And when we do go too far, we apologize to each other and we, we move on. That's why me and him are really good friends. Can you imagine us living together? We did. (laughs) 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 But, um, but that said, like, look, there's never going to be this moment where Sean and I reach over and say, John, don't say that. No. In the same way, Sean, you know, John is never going to reach over, talk to Sean and say, Chris, you don't need to say that. Or, I can't imagine this scenario because Sean is such a lovable kind of lighthearted guy uh, <laughs> where me and John are like, Sean, shut up. Uh, but, you know, we're always going to be just about- happened? Oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> I'm basically saying there's never going to be a point where we censor each other. You could have just uh, said that. Yeah, that would have worked. <laughs> regardless, you know, we're going to talk about the issues of the day as they come up. There was a couple months ago, right? I was thinking of this where. We talked about how I think it was last year there were talks about tariffs coming in on, you know, of course, through President Trump's stuff. Right. Uh, with China and Asia, because he thinks a lot of things are unfair. And I know I've said some things that I'm sure if you are a diehard Trump supporter on that issue, you probably did not like. Uh, and that's fine. I, I'm fine with you not liking it. And I think John is fine that you don't like it either. But the point of it is, is that we're not just going out there and telling you you're a bad person or a terrible person just because you do or do not believe in something. We're saying this is our opinion. This is dealing with the industry that we cover week by week out. We care about. Yeah, for sure. And when these issues come up, we're going to address them just as much as we would Reggie retiring from Nintendo or Xbox Game Pass coming to the Switch. Right. Yeah, we all have our biases. And uh, John, I'll let you say what you want. Well, I I, want to address both of them, I guess, one at a time. And I'll try to be as brief as possible, because one of the things that I think makes Chris interesting is that he doesn't agree with me. Um, I think if everybody had the same opinions about everything, we'd pretty much annoy the living stew out of each other. That being said, there's a lot of things. And look, we live in a highly impassioned political environment. We are, li- we, sure. we are in Trump's America, and I understand that wholeheartedly. But there's this thing that I hope we can get back to is that, one, we refrain and, and respectfully, and I appreciate both of y'all's uh, perspective, and I want you to keep writing and keep listening. I always value someone else's opinion. At least I try to. Um. I want us to try to refrain from attributing motive to your beliefs. A couple of times it was suggested that the reason I believe the way I believe is because I don't care about the worker. Guys, I am a worker. I am that guy. I go and work for a paycheck that's not huge. Um, I want you to consider the possibility that the reason I believe these things is because I care about the worker. Um, that might be hard to process, but good faith arguments require that type of level, that type of understanding. And I feel like we've kind of lost that, but a couple of things, um, to the first letter, Jim, uh, Jim, can I say Jim? Jim. Jim's letter. Let's say Jim. He used a couple of words, um, that I just wanted to kind of examine a little bit further. He used John's venom. Now let's examine what the word venom actually means. It's extreme malice and bitterness 
shown in someone's speech or action. I would challenge Jim to reconsider the use of the word venom. I've, I've, I've gone back and listened to it several times. In my opinion, no venom was used. Hostility. He used the word hostility twice. One in referring to me and one in referring to his feelings towards me. I would ask, I would urge him. I'm not censoring him. He can write what he wants. But I would urge him just to reconsider those types of words because there was no hostility used. He said, I praised the risk takers. Simply saying that they take risks is not the equivalent of praising them for taking risks. I have plenty of problems with companies that lay off workers. I have plenty of problems with companies who make this much money like EA and Activision and have forgotten the customer that they serve. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, on that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he said I was he said I was too nasty. Uh, again, I'm just I'm not trying to nitpick his word cho- choice, but I would I would just re-examine the words you used, um, and consider was I truly being nasty? Now I was being argumentative for sure. I was impassioned, no doubt, for sure. But there was no there was I didn't insult anybody. And if you go back and listen, I would encourage you to listen because you indicated that you cut you cut it off at a certain point. I, I think you should go back and listen. You might be surprised at what you heard. Mm-hmm. I was going after primarily the AFL-CIO in their dishonesty because I felt basically, guys, the AFL-CIO is the equivalent, in my opinion, of a corporation with organizations under their umbrella. To some extent. They're huge. 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 And they're going after $43 billion. And I urge you, is it even possible that this is about money for them? I would say it is. Moving on. Let's see. Finally, you did the uh, the second letter. When you have notes, you gotta you gotta do the which thing. Yeah. You did the page flip. Yeah, you gotta do that thing. Yeah. So they know you got notes. Holding pieces of paper in my formerly nicotine stained fingers, <laughs> said Rush Limbaugh. Mm-hmm. Um, dorm room philosophizing, John's incessant yammering. Um, <laughs> Makes me and Chris happy. It, it just <laughs> look, <laughs> look. There are plenty of people out there who make strong economic economic arguments for what I'm saying. You might not think I did, but this is – and by the way, I'm not a libertarian. Chris, am I a libertarian? No. Okay. All right. <laughs> he is very much uh, uh-uh. in the so, vein of uh, not libertarian so outside of a few things. To, to go through some of the stuff that Chris didn't – read over understandably so um he um he cited an article from washington post Uh, i looked at the article read it several times um did you know that that article did not once mention the word union not one time the the only thing it came close to (laughs) was a quote from ron paul or rand paul maybe Mm -hmm. referring to big labor but it never made an argument did against. Did the quote start with this whole idea? Pro- probably, probably did. Yeah. But it, it, sorry, that's an. The article joke. you cited was painted with very broad strokes. It talked about liberals versus, versus conservatives and who was responsible for the economic decline of Detroit. It the article was never about unions. It was about the policies overall. Um, look, and, and and I can cite articles for you too. Detroit gave union keys to the city, and now nothing is left. That's a Forbes article. New York City pensions are still in crisis. The New York Times 
New York City pension staffers are chilling in Key West as Arctic chill hits. That's the New York Post. Pension sweeteners are bitter. Are, are, oh, wait. Pension sweeteners are better. Pr- I, I, I can't read my writing. <laughs> there you Do go. you need a light on it? This is the New York Daily News. Pension sweeteners. We record by candlelight, by the way. <laughs> are bitter prospects for New York City. So look, just like you can put online, look at online and support your view, so can I. And I'm quoting the New York Times here, Forbes. These are not these are not small right wing yeah. publishers. Yeah. And look, yeah. I took a look at uh, what you cited about the New York City pensions. One thing I didn't mention, I work right next door to a guy whose dad was a New York City police officer. Mm-hmm. This guy I work with also worked for Governor George Pataki in New York. Yeah, you failed to mention that, John. I didn't mention that. <laughs> so I asked him last week, Yeah, am I out of left field? He goes, you're not out of left field at all. Hmm. New York City politics is a cyclical cycle where everybody oh. feeds each other payoffs and benefits. And it's corruption city. Look, it's better than it used to be. No one's saying that, but mm. I didn't tell. I didn't say when I was talking about the pensions. I'm saying that the pensions have a history of causing the city of New York trouble. And you know what? Fact check me. It's true, for sure. So, all that being said, I would just ask that um, we just take a little bit more into consideration. Don't react so. I would argue hostily <laughs> towards opinions that are harmless. They don't, my opinions don't hurt you. And look, I understand that listening to someone you don't agree with can be frustrating, but most of the people who podcast about video games, most of them, if not 90% of them, they agree with you, man. So I'm the one that's frustrated a lot of the time. Mm. So point. it's just, Anyway, that's all I got, I think. Well, I, I, I can't say it enough. And I, uh, John's already said it. Don't stop writing in. For sure. Um, thank you for that. I, I find it, I don't know if awesome is the right word, but that as we sit here and we talk about our things that we talk about, we actually empower people to feel a certain way about things, whether with us or not quite with us. Yeah. And then they they talk to us. And I think that's amazing. So... I never thought that we'd be sitting here almost 200 episodes later and we'd have a fan base like we have. And, uh, it's a beautiful thing to me. So, so again, thank you for writing in, uh, John, John's awesome. Um, Mm -hmm. he does say some things. (laughs) Yeah, Uh, I can, I can attest. There are plenty of things that John has said throughout my friendship. Off off the air. (laughs) Yeah. Let me, can I add a couple more things? Uh, he, he, one of the letters, I don't, we were remember, done. I don't remember which one, <laughs> cited some things that I asserted, mm-hmm. which I went back and listened. I didn't. Mm-hmm. He said that he said that uh, something to the effect of um, this. He said, I, I said definitively mm-hmm. that prices will go up and et cetera. This will happen without a doubt. In fact, the words he says was without a doubt. Maybe here's, he meant, maybe he meant to say. say like with great emphasis. Which well, is I why said, I would say you I said did. It, I said it was likely to happen. Yeah. I said, ultimately, it's not our decision. I also said that. I said, I predict it will happen. It would be really cool if our production yeah. staff could have played the tidbits back 
that and he I, did say. And I also said, we don't not, have that time for editing. I also said, <laughs> I also said in defense of these employees, I said, it's not necessarily a bad thing when it comes to employees having more safety nets. Now, if that's the equivalent of me hating the worker, yeah, I would urge you to go back and listen just one more time and try to give me the benefit of the doubt. They're but, just opinions, but and he, they don't hurt anybody. He hates you. <laughs> I don't think he hates me. I'm kidding. I think John. he was. You know, John, I'm kidding. I know Again, you he, I said what I said about it, and and now uh, we move on. Yeah, let's uh, let's pivot to some more uh, upbeat <clears throat> usual again, emails. Keep them coming, guys. Yeah, thank you again, Jim and Chris. Uh, and if you want to write back in, you know, you Do know. It. You know, we how to just get showed we we don't have a problem. You know, I'm sorry. Had to, we will Chris, spin this yeah. wheel all month. <laughs> yeah, Chris, I'm sorry we had to uh, had to edit yours down, but um, it was a lot. You yeah, but, it was but, a lot. but again, don't not be a lot. If you need to say a lot, we yeah, see it. Yeah, I'm just trying to keep it pithy. Like, what? What yeah. did you just say? That's a right wing pundit quote. <laughs> <laughs> pithy, right? Uh, pithy. Uh, anyways, <clears throat> next up, Matt wrote in. He says, "It's been a while. Your mom's box, Doug Light, Richard, etc." Yeah. Uh, good. I love it. Good afternoon, gentlemen. Good afternoon, Matt. Your friendly neighbor insurance agent here. Now that football's over, I have been catching up on my podcast. I'm happy to say you guys have only gotten better. <laughs> yeah. We finally did something. We did better. it, buddy. We did it. I Got wanted better. to write briefly about Apex. Legends. I owe all the other bow own. own all the other bow royales. I tried. I tried so hard to get into them, but just couldn't do it. Uh, when Apex Legend Legends dropped out of thin air, I decided to give it a whirl. Why not? It was free, made by Respawn, and being an EA Access member, I got some free stuff. Yeah, they gave <laughs> yeah. you like ten dollars worth of free stuff. <clears throat> Holy s! <laughs> <laughs> I have not stopped playing. For some reason, this game has gotten its hooks into me. I have stopped playing everything else, and when I get the time to play video games, it's Apex and Apex only. Yeah. Let me also say, I suck. <laughs> <laughs> I've probably played 75 matches, gotten to be the champion twice, nothing to do with anything I have done to contribute, mind you, and have maybe 15 total kills. <laughs> Sucking has not dissuaded me from loving this game. I'm not sure what they did differently than the other Battle Royales, but it is an awesome take on the genre. Love the show as always. Peace and love, Matt. Thank Please you, excuse sir. grammatical errors. <laughs> I like how it comes after sent well, no, my uh, phone. Well, That's yeah, funny. Yeah, okay, but sure. Um, uh, but peace and love to you, Matt. Thanks for the email. And yes, Apex has got that uh, je ne sais quoi about yeah. it. Um, <laughs> Bucky wrote two emails. And so I'm read tempted, them. Read I'm, them I'm tempted to though, to read. save them for next week because they are That's about fair. next week's topic. So that makes sense. Bucky, I see you. Bucky, I've read you. you. We know. And, and yes, and it's yeah, coming. This whole, Winter's coming. This whole podcast audience sees you, it's, baby. It's just, uh, it's, it's just anthems coming. Uh, so next up we have Sean, but not that Sean. Hey, you don't know. Uh, he says, hey, guys. Hey, Sean. It's Sean here. Yeah. <laughs> Please say that to him. Uh, I know you guys, you guys have mentioned about doing a like a video podcast, but the guessing of what you guys may look like is interesting in its own way. So you can fantasize. We, right? know, we, I have know, to we say, get it. Dude, I'm busting the bubble. I'm putting pictures of us up. It's going to happen. <laughs> nope. <laughs> I have to say physically seeing you guys interacting with one another would be comedy. Gold yeah, also. that's what I'm saying. <laughs> and you'll never get it. Uh, but just based off of your voices, I thought <clears throat> I'd give a guess. 
what you guys might look like. Chris, I think you would look like Tom Segura. <laughs> a little bit, yeah. Um, I think like I'm across between. Can you can you Google this? Why you he say gave, this? He gave us. Okay, pictures. They're down here. Okay. Yeah. All I right. want to say like yeah, Tom Segura's right there. Yes, that's you. That's you. I'm kind that of like a so cross weird. between him and uh, Brett. What's his face? Uh, Keshek or whatever. You know the the machine. Like it's kind of like that. Well, about as bald as the machine, but. More the roundy face of, that, of that's Tom really Segura. close to Chris. Yeah. yeah, you'd be uh, Sean. Chris should send you a pic. You'd uh, be shocked. Yeah, <laughs> um, Sean was a little difficult, but I would say John Barrowman, who of course Doctor Who and and uh, what you call it, uh, the Arrow fan. That's me. Yeah, that's you. Is that close to me if I shave? No, not really. Uh, that's a little actually closer to John. Uh, oh, um, I know who that guy is. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, he was in there. So I got that guy's voice, huh? Uh, and John, I say, is Michael Shanks' version of Daniel Jackson from the Stargate <laughs> SG-1. Close. Suit. Hey. That's actually not bad. Not That's bad. Not bad. Not uh, bad. I'm sure I'm far off on those picks. Side note, I hope to hear you guys review Anthem soon. Uh, it depends on if I buy it or not or just wait a few months. Man, I feel kind of guilty if I'm the guy who th- helps to determine We that. do, Chris. What, <laughs> what do you think we do? I don't know. Did it, did it just hit him what we do? Yes. Some people. Well, it's a lot easier people, when you're in agreement like with us, everyone Chris. else. They um, like the show. They say it all the time. They, yeah, that's true. they buy games and things based uh, on what we tell them or, you know. Uh, but thank you, Sean, for your Thanks, email. Sean. I think you definitely nailed me the most yeah, of, you did. out of the three. Yeah. Maybe, maybe one day. Sean and John, after I leave, we'll do a video podcast. I'm putting so. pictures out there, buddy. It's going Everyone's down. like, he's leaving? <laughs> uh, Judd wrote in and just said, hey, y'all, love the show. What's up, Judd? You make my incessant drive to work extremely bearable. Nice. I don't have much to add. I just really want to know what the song is that plays before y'all do the news. Anyways, <laughs> keep up the great work. Thanks for the laughs. Now it's time to get back to brushing my Arabian white horse on Red Dead. Hey, hey that's the best horse in the game. Can I, right let me add, go, you, you go, I was going to say, can we do the classic radio teaser where we always say we're going to tell Judd well, what our new song is? I could tell you. <laughs> Are oh, you just gonna? You're just not gonna listen to anything I just said. Just tell them. Yeah, Sounds that's fine, Chris. Just, uh, the just, song is simply a. Just do what you want, Chris. The song is simply a typewriter, and then me recording afterwards with an old timey voice. The news, the, right? That's the news. That's what precedes it. Maybe he's got the wrong song. I was wondering, yeah, because I don't want to reveal the topic time song. No, unless someone directly. No, ha- no, no, no. Yeah, I no. won't even do it then. No. Though you could probably figure that one out yourself. That's a creation of a combination of things. But uh, the the other one, if he wants the one that plays actually at the end of this, after the emails, I could give him that because we haven't That's we legit, haven't yeah. said that before. Okay. So cool. Judd, write in again and tell us. Can I, can I interject a quick story about Red Dead? Well, I forget, just did. I, I wanted to make sure I told it and I almost forgot. Okay. I was at my parents' house. It's on sale for this 35 past bucks this week, by the way. <laughs> what? on sale for $35 right now. At the gamer sale, gamer sale? Where? Um, I don't know. I just saw it on IGN today. It's on sale. Dude, I saw it on the Xbox online store for 40 Thought about it. There you go. But, um, you can I was, have mine. Uh, okay. For free. I was at my parents' house, <laughs> and my parents watch... Uh, they watch... Uh, God. Westerns? No. Sheldon, Leonard. Who are those guys? Um, Big Bang Theory. Big Bang Theory. They watch that show. Big Bang and Theory. And I've seen it sporadically, but I'm watching an episode with them. And Sheldon is on the couch playing Red Dead. Leonard comes in and says, 
and and, and you see him playing and, and it's and it's Arthur walking through the world. And Leonard says, why don't you get a horse? And Sheldon says, my horse got hit by a train. <laughs> and he goes, and Leonard goes, why don't you just get a new one? And Sheldon says, because I'm still in the mourning process. <laughs> that's pretty funny. Which, I, which they, everybody in the room laughed, but I was like, I know why that's really funny. Because uh, I'm special. You yeah. are special. Ever wrote in. I can't read that, Chris. He says, hey, guys. Hey, Ever. Hey, hey, Ever. How you doing? Can't wait for y'all's episode on Anthem next week, maybe? Sure. Uh, heard during the week's episode that y'all might not cover <laughs> Far Cry New Dawn. We are probably 90% covering that game. Uh, just finished playing it, and gotta say, it was pretty fun. Story was S-word, uh, but everything <laughs> else was so much fun that I didn't really mind that, especially for a $40 game. I beat this game in 18 hours, but the story is probably just half of it. Uh, I spent the other half doing side objectives, unlocking new partners, upgrading the base, unlocking new weapons, and just generally running around shooting things and running over people. The entire <laughs> game is a co-op, so between the two of y'all, y'all could wrap this up, uh, this game up in one weekend. It's the whole, you have to co-op it? No, no you, don't no, have you to. just can. I didn't know you could, actually. Yeah, you could co-op the last one, John, too. really? Have you played this game yet? No, I haven't even picked it up. Mm. John. <laughs> Are you going to go pick it up now that now? now? Oh, I was planning on it okay. anyway, but uh, I'm I was playing like, it on Xbox. Sorry. If he, if he doesn't, it's probably because he's picked up Devil May Cry 5 for some reason. I would be surprised. <laughs> um, I'm picking that game up. Oh, good. Well, sorry, John. No, good. Um, oh, so, yeah. No, oh, okay. I'm, I don't know. I don't care. The way the way the <laughs> schedule worked out, uh, Metro and Far Cry hitting at the same time, collectively by vote of majority wins, we went with Far Cry and... No, oh, sorry, we went with Metro. Uh, Metro, and we will be covering Far Cry probably in the next couple Maybe. weeks. Maybe. We'll see. Yeah. it's up Hopefully to, people yeah. will care by then. I don't care. So. We'll see. We haven't, see, now because, I feel as bad because you haven't even picked or it or up. Or let me rephrase it. I don't care if they care. There's I, been no need gonna, to. Well, I thought you played it, and you're like, really, we're not going to cover it? Really? Nah. That's what I thought. So no. <laughs> screw that game, dude. Okay, fine. Out. We don't have to cover it. <laughs> we're covering Yoshi, Sakuro. Uh, and then he, he just, ended by saying, just something to keep in mind in case y'all decide to cover it. Maybe after the Anthem episode. Hey, definitely. Uh, keep on up and I'll see y'all later. All right, Ever. Peace out, brother. Babu. And then finally this week, <laughs> again, Bucky. Uh, or actually, you know what? Let me read the first. Or uh, do we answer this one or do we wait? I could read Bucky's here, this first one. <laughs> Or no, okay. you already said you're not. Okay, okay, fine, fine. I don't know. But he's read, like, the, read, Bucky's the, like, read the second oh, one. Oh. Well, the second one is they they got okay, it. Okay, okay. <laughs> so it's his thoughts. All right. So well, Mark yeah, both can, is unread, Chris, and get back to him next week, huh? That's what I'm doing. Look right at now. you, right click. Mark is unread. You know how to work <laughs> that email. Yeah, he does. Uh, Finally, we have an email from Dave in Northern Virginia. We got a long history with Dave. Yeah. <laughs> he says, "Dear Chris, John, or Chris, John, and Chucklefish." <laughs> That's me because he chucklefish. Chuckle. Yeah, it's Chucklefish. How do you not? He now has. <laughs> he says, "I now have a wife." His no wife. <laughs> we had our nuptials on January the twelfth. Congrats, man! Occasionally, when we're driving together, I'll force her to listen to weekly games chat. We received all kinds of generous gifts from folks, but what I most want Whoa. is this. For you three Richards to read this email so that my wife... His wife! Thank you. <laughs> Thanks, John. Uh, and, 
uh, where I, don't know, I lost it. We'll hear she, it. Yeah, uh, she'll get the most boisterous bellering of your, your wife. wife. There it is. Every <laughs> single time, your wife is red. <laughs> it will be the best wedding present my wife his and I wife. <laughs> could receive from you. And I know that my wife, his his wife will greatly appreciate it because in spite of the fact my wife his wife has a little interest in video games, my wife his wife has, good, call the cops. has a good sense of humor and whether my wife his wife admits to it or not, my wife his wife loves you guys uh, vicariously through me. Thanks, gentlemen, and thank you from his wife. His wife. <laughs> Peace, love, and antidotes. Oh, I love it. Thanks, Dave. You're the best, and congrats. Congrats, congrats sir. Do we have Twitter stuff? We got all kinds of the Twitters, Chris. Oh, man, we are going. It's fine. This is a special episode <laughs> for the people. <laughs> the people's episode. Um, so, at Mario and Lando... Uh, said, uh, I know you're just kidding about streaming and Chris wearing a T-Rex costume to hide his face on. Are we? <laughs> but you do realize that Chris is on your YouTube Shut channel up. and no. stream PUBG with his face on the screen. I will take it down. <laughs> Maybe too late? People like that tweet, Chris. People want to see us on what, video. What did we reply back? Um, not going to read that part. It was funny. Uh, was it funny? Let's see if it was funny. Let the people see if it was funny, Chris. Um... <laughs> so it was a gif of a penguin from the Madagascar movies. Is that yes, right? Yes, yes. Going back into the ground, and it says you didn't see anything. So that is pretty funny if you're lame. Um, I'm kidding. Um, at Weekly Games Chat, this is from M. John K. Uh, you were right to say that people have been saying the Lakers for 20 to 30 years. They really have. There's also a reason why the chant beat L.A. can also be heard as you can't beat L.A., but this is a gaming podcast. LOL. Hashtag 16 titles and an amazing picture of someone in front of the Staples Center. Um, she's in a tank top of sorts and it says Ooh. you can't beat LA and she is gorgeous. So that's, I need to move to California. <laughs> uh, how you doing? Um, so, um, a shout out to Acid Sugar 1414. Uh, <gasps> We know him. My boys at Weekly Games Chat just joined at Spotify with their gaming podcast. Check this amazing gaming podcast out now. Thank you so much for that. Um, yeah. That's all yeah. I'm saying on that. Um, C. Garcia T13 at Weekly Games Chat just listened to the Apex Legends episode and was delighted to get the swift kick to the bulls when I heard Chris's response to my destiny inquiry. I'm an FPS diehard and a PVE player. What do you guys recommend seeing that Destiny isn't doing anything for you? Anthem. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Let's see. And a couple of things started going, and I think you already replied. Um, The Claw Voice said that, uh, man, I wish I had a PS4 to play with my favorite podcast personalities, but I did get it on Xbox. Looking forward to y'all's review. Um, David McClendon. Good friend of the show also <laughs> said, in. also said same here. Um, at Luker Hodeman wanted to know if we had done any podcast before 2017. Couldn't find any on Apple's podcast. <gasps> I replied back to him you and did? I said, Apple basically limits podcast libraries to the previous 100 episodes. And as you all know, we're approaching 200 episodes. And we've said that before. Um, and you said, go to Spotify. Yeah. Go to Spotify. Go to our Libsyn page. I don't know if Stitcher does, but if you have. Stitcher app, they they should have it too. Maybe Google Play, you could try. There's a bunch of different places you could try out. 
Um, one more about the plane with us on uh, Anthem. Uh, uh, S10 Dravin Kelly said he would hop on for sure if he had the game. Um, we hope he helps we enjoy it. Chris <laughs> did put out his uh, his gamer tag for PS4. Uh, shout out, by the way. We had, some uh, we, had we had a listener from. Uh, he wrote on there. He's from the Czech Republic. That's dope. And, and he is a boss of this game. Like I, I add him to my friends list, and you know, I see where I can see where you are on Anthem, like as far as your rank. And I just max level today, right? You know, the game came out on PS4 on Friday, so it's it's Tuesday. I What's took max Saturday, level uh, thirty. I took I took Saturday night off to to do what I usually do Saturday nights. Um, but besides that, I've been pretty much been, uh, you haven't stopped playing this game, Chris. Yeah, I haven't stopped and I've just now hit it and he's been master level for, for the last couple of days. But he also gave us a lot of knowledge and help, uh, as we were playing and a lot of answered a lot of questions and got us through what I think is probably the most difficult part of that game. Uh, going back to the Oscar talk, David McClendon wrote in. Uh, Chris, my favorite movie event of the last eight years has been seeing the Oscars nominated short films. Um, seeing the Oscar nominated short films makes me more excited for the Oscars than the Oscars. Ooh, you going to see them? It's crunch time. We got tomorrow, bro. Let's do this. I looked, but the closest was Atlanta. What I usually do is a lot of them end up either getting posted in various places or they, like I know Netflix had one of them last year. I think Amazon had one of them last year. So, I just wait for them to come. Like there's also the same way with uh, foreign films. Uh, one of the films that got nominated got a lot of praise this year. Cold War is coming to Amazon in a couple of weeks, so I, I would like to see them in advance. But honestly, it's just it's hard to find them in, in a way that's easy and accessible for where we are. Yeah, that's a good point. Yeah, uh, he followed up with saying, "I usually like the animated, but the live action are awesome too, for sure, and throw a good punch as well. And the docs will leave you depressed for days, but so good. Docs is short for documentaries. John. Yeah, one of the ones for <laughs> for live documentaries that you can watch is on um, is on uh, Hulu. It's called Minding the Gap, and if you like skateboarding and also maybe a little bit about life and alternative lifestyle, go check it out. It's on there now." Highly praise it. At Tyranna Tortoise wanted to know at Weekly Games Chat, how come Chris has a near meltdown every time you mention showing his face? Is he a wanted man or something? <laughs> Hilarious, in which he followed up with a gif of Robert Downey Jr. Oh, no, 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 no. That was, that was his reply to my gif. Oh, let me see your gif then. Let's see. See if it's funny. I thought it was a gif. It was from oh, Community. It's from Community. It says, I didn't kill my wife. Hands are up. It's awesome. He's doing the... Uh, the Harrison Ford. Yeah. yeah. And then his gift back to your gift was Robert Downey Jr.'s big eye thing happening. Yeah. That says internal screaming, which yes. is hilarious. <laughs> um, let's see here. What does that one say? Oh, yeah. David McClendon said he would also play with us on PS4. Ooh. That would be pretty cool. Well, I said the if you go to Twitter, my my handle's out there. And his handle. you never know. Every once a year Sean Haywood comes into the uh, chat, chat with, with you. Yeah. Yeah. So you might see him on there. <laughs> um, and once every 10 years, a John appears. He's never been on PlayStation. Don't lie. At Zexon389, um, on the Kingdom Hearts episode, it was said, I forget by who, that a six is so bad it shouldn't be finished. On a scale of one to 10. I think that was Jeff. No. Or, or Tony. Tony. Yeah, it Tony would have been Tony. On a scale of one to 10, not just a renamed one through five. Mm. What would you say that your seven is more? Would you say your seven is more like a four out of ten? No, no. To me, a seven is a good game, but 
you know, despite the fun that you're having, you definitely accept that there's some issues with it. Well, here's here's what you got to start doing, Chris. You, you've been getting on the Twitter and you've been replying to these people without I liking have. their comments. I do you, like them. No, you didn't just now because I had to. Okay, oh, so okay. if you're going to come in there and do the things, do it right, you drunkard. Hey. Because then he <laughs> hey. followed back and said, At fair least. to what you just said. Yeah. But what would a three or five, would a three or five or even a one be then? Uh, that would be something that is <clears> just. Not only a bad game as far as like story and game design, but it run it, it just it's broken. It, it can't run at all. It's not doing what it's supposed to. Like to me, those are the scores of like this. Almost feels like a studio basically trying to get your money, and that's it. Like that's the only concern. Like shovelware, a lot of that kind of stuff that we used to see back on the on the, uh, the Wii and the Wii U, um, and even still see on steam store and things like that. There are games that specifically that's what they do. You know, Sweet. you know, so I try to avoid those though. So it's, <clears throat> it, it would, it would take a lot, uh, for me to say three on something. If I'm coming on here, if we're y'all better be prepared, it's going to be a hot episode. <laughs> <laughs> uh, S 10 driving Kelly, uh, at weekly game chat. Do you find fellers have a discord channel? If not, have you thought about getting one? This is an this is a fantastic idea. It is. Um, we do not. You know, I'll be honest. The reason why is that one John doesn't really get on PC. No, no. I'm gonna, let me finish this before you say that. Oh, okay. okay. Um, and, and a lot of streamers do this too. They have a channel, and every once in a while, yeah, they hop in there when they can. But it's more for the the community of weekly games chat to have a place to go to talk to each other when they're playing games. Sure. But um, he says, if you, if you have not thought about getting one, this is quickly becoming my favorite gaming podcast. It'll be cool to interact with fellow listeners for sure. So that's the train of thought, create a discord channel. Discord is a new way that uh, you communicate via PC. If you yeah. will. Um, it took the place of what, like vent and what's the other ones? Yeah. Uh, team speak, team speak, vent, those kind of things. They all died. So very di- quickly. <laughs> discord is amazing. And, and that is actually something that, I'm going to talk to Chris and John about and, and see if we can get it going. Carissa uses it for Pokemon Go. There you go. Yeah, a lot it's, of people it's use a, it It's a that. thing. I think the only reason, like I said, we haven't done it before <clears> is just that we don't PC game a lot. And when we're in game talking to each other, it's usually just through the console that we're playing. Right. Right. And but I, if we did a Switch game. If we did a Switch game, which we might be doing pretty soon. Especially just with all cre- these online games coming I, from Xbox. I would, I, would love to, I, would, I would love to get some sort of feedback about if people would be interested in a Discord. But, hey, we can, we can push it and we'll see what happens. Hit us up on Twitter or email if you, wanna, if you want us to put a Discord out there if you'd be interested. And if there's just a few of y'all, I think that'll be enough for us to do it. Yeah. Um, Hydraberg, what up? What up, Hydraberg? Um, just wanted to say to my buddies and I. Well, I just wanted to say my buddies and I are loving the game who will be talked about next week right now. Uh, Anthem. We understand the critiques it's gotten, but can't seem to wrap our heads around all the hate. It's like people want to hate this game before ever experiencing it. It's very painful for me to not say I, anything. Would this, I'm just reading this. We will not, we will not utter a word back to you, sir. Okay. Just so you know, cause we got a lot to say about it next week. It's like people want to hate this game before ever experiencing it. I played since Friday and there's no other game that looks like, looks this gorgeous, has combat and traversal like this anywhere. It's so fluid to fly and maneuver, and the classes are great. This game has solid bones that I know Bioware will build upon, and I'm going to stick around to see what's in store. Mm-hmm. Game on, guys. Game on, Hydraberg. Tune on. in next week for possible Anthem Talk. 
Um, and I think that's it. Let me make sure I'm not missing any new followers. We love the, Oh, we got a couple of guys. Um, this is really good at Morty McFly. That's good. That's um, so good. That is. And I'm going to say this. I want to steal your Twitter handle right now. <laughs> um, can I do, you no, can, you, 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 I could do doc Sanchez. That would work. <laughs> <laughs> um, at lost in sky world. Thank you for the follow, following you back. Um, this is pretty cool. Uh, they are uh, something to do with uh, retro future style TD action platformers mm. uh, for a game. I think that's the game that's following us that they're developing. So that's pretty dope. It's all about the game. Um, and uh, if you want to be part of, you know, the Twitter chats and stuff, you can do it. Uh, we're at Twitter at Weekly Game Chat, and Chris is going to tell you not only that, but other ways to get in touch with us after he possibly reads Facebook stuff. I'm not sure. Um, we'll hold off on that because this is a long episode, and we don't have that much space. Oh, <laughs> um, was, was okay. Let's do this game on. Yeah. Oh uh, no. <laughs> Bye. Uh, this, is, <laughs> this has been episode, I believe, 193 of Weekly Game Chat. If you like <clears> the show, subscribe to us on iTunes or whatever podcast service you use. You'll get a new episode like this one, including on Spotify every Wednesday. Uh, if while you're there, that's funny. Uh, if while you're there, you like the show, uh, write us a review or drop us a rating. It helps people find the show. Most usually have a five star tier rating system. So five stars, if you love the show, but if you hate us, we don't discourage that as you heard in our emails today. Uh, so what you should do is you should subtract one from five, then divide it in two and do what, Sean? Double it. Because that is the official score for hatred of podcast. Uh, until, oh, you can also find us on social media, as we've said before, weekly games chat on both Facebook and Twitter. Uh, maybe one day we'll do an Instagram, but I'm just not hip and cool like these millennials to do that. I'm on Instagram personally, but yeah, not for you do the hang out. Aren't you a millennial? In theory, he's a late. It's millennial. like yeah, they keep talking about this micro. Uh, they keep early. changing the years. Yeah, they keep saying like mine is like a micro generation or something because we're the last analog, uh, as they're calling it. Generation. Why are you breathing so hard into the mic, John? That's yeah, true. I am. Yeah, I'm sorry. Are. That's a good point. I apologize. Um, <laughs> remember, deep voice, John. I'm talking in a deep voice. And once again, uh, if you want to write your opinions in, you can do so by writing us. At weeklygameschat at gmail.com. That's weeklygameschat at gmail.com. Until next time, I will simply say, game on, Sean. Game on, Chris. Game on, John. All opinions are welcome. Game on, Chris Ooh. and Sean. Game on, Jonathan. He always tries to shut me up. He does some things. He does that. Yeah. He abuses me. Wait, what? Um, <laughs> um, but then Penny gets it back from me. It's all good. Um, Peanut butter. Yeah. What? <laughs> <laughs> uh, your mom's box. Peace out, everybody. Choosy moms choose Jeff. What? Bug life. <laughs> <laughs>